this. to us we are a movie sort of we are a movie talk show and we talk about movies and we review films i'll be reviewing terminator today so will you yep uh we'll be reviewing terminator genesis um genesis genesis uh minions mm-hmm. um, um i'll be reviewing uh stretch the mm-hmm. joe carnahan film with patrick wilson yeah and that'll be it for this week's show all right um, first up, uh, apologies on omissions from last week's last show. Yeah, the um, sound was shit. Sound was dog shit because we forgot to turn the fan off. <laughs> what was that? It. The fan directly above us was just like blowing on it the whole time. That's the only reason because I, I, when I listened back to it, I sounded okay. Oh, I also had the wrong setting on the mic, so I was picking up you perfectly, but it was getting like it was all focused towards you. So you think maybe it was the fact that you had the wrong setting on the mic was more of a problem than the fact that we left the fan on? No, the fan on. Because I could hear me, all right. It was oh no, you. that was the, the sound. But the other thing was the, the fluffing that was going on. Did you yeah. hear that? The f- yeah, so yeah. That was the fan blowing up. Right. But that wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't, it wasn't as bad as you like not having the correct setting on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was down a very deep hole. But yes, uh, apo- apologies for that. Yeah. Um, if you want to write to us and give a shit about the sound, you can email us at podcast.mcgappinfries.com. That's podcast.mcgappinfries.com. Um, we really like it if you gave us a review on iTunes, uh, followed us on Twitter and Facebook. It's all at McGappinfries and McGappinfries. Yeah, that's right. The usual. First things first. No, I did not. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Stop staring at my notes. <laughs> there is, there, the font's so big. <laughs> The question last week, uh, Gavin was going to watch uh, Fu Manchu and Bride of Fu Manchu, The y- Passing of Christopher Lee. Yes, yes. And um, I did not watch either of those films. <laughs> uh, it's a miracle that I managed to watch Terminator. Uh, it's just, work-wise, it's just been a little nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, no, I, 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 di- I didn't get to see those movies, but I will, I will. Cool. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be talking about some stuff that we brought up last, uh, the last, in the last episode yeah. as well. Um, I kind of like put it out there that I wanted you guys to tell me, tell us what your favorite forgotten movies from the 90s are. Yeah. Um, and I started doing a little bit of research on this myself and I realized, shit, there's so many amazing yeah. forgotten movies that I aren't necessarily, you know, they're not necessarily like brilliant films, but they got a special place in my heart and well, not many, not many people are familiar with them now. One of the things that's going to be is just because the age we were at that time. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like the Cause music- I got stuff from like 90 to 99. Yeah. <laughs> But it's also like if you were rating the albums of your life, you'd probably rate the ones from that period higher as well. Actually, no. When it comes to music, I'm also very partial to a lot of 80s stuff. Okay. Because, I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of different kinds of music. My parents were really young. Hmm. So they listened. They were pretty current. And uh, both of them were pretty different. So there was a pretty wide variety. Like my mom was more of a Zeppelin, you know, uh, Led, wow. Ze- Ze- Led Zeppelin, David Bowie kind of, kind of, you know, Iggy Pop. Whereas my dad was more Dire Straits, you know. REO Speedwagon. <laughs> my folks were like, I had cassettes playing, fucking around the cassette recorder, and King it was like Crimson, Big Bopper and all that kind of shit. It was the big, ha- the big bands, big bands in Ireland. It's called the big bands in Ireland, but I guess they were the kind of fifties bands in the US. Yeah, you know, yeah. like the the guy who twisted, what was his name? 
What, big chubby checker? Chubby checker. No, yeah. before him, the original twist. Oh. Like that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Or Rock Around the Clock. Going way that back. Guy. That kind of stuff, yeah. Rock Around the, rock around the Clock. Isn't that Bill Bailey? Yeah. Oh, not Bill Haley. Bill Haley. Bill Haley, sorry. No, he's not, not, he, <laughs> he's not Pat Troll. No, no. <laughs> he's not Bilbo from Space. Oh, man. They don't make him like that anymore. No, they don't. Well, they kind of do. Um, jumping straight into the news. Let's do this because it's segue. Yeah, yeah. They are making them like they do, only this time for TV. Yes. Uh, the first uh, Stars. Stars. The first set pick from um, Ash vs. the Evil Dead came out. Yeah, and it's, it's fucking to, Ash. It looks awesome. It it's, looks awesome. It's... And, it's so it's so comforting to see Bruce Campbell, not in a Hawaiian role. shirt, not in a Hawaiian shirt. You, you, you know, you 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 never, is long over. you never thought you'd get to see him play this role again. No, and you know, I mean, the show could turn out to be shit, but yeah. at least as far as the uh, the first picture is concerned, that's Ash. Yep, he's wearing his blue fucking shirt and brown trousers as usual, and he's got his chainsaw hands. That's and all it needs. And there was a nice little teaser that Stars did for it, where it was very. I mean, it, it was exactly the. It's the Evil Dead version of the Cinderella teaser. Yes. You know, you, you would hate it. I hated it. <laughs> and it didn't even sound like Bruce Campbell saying, he said something at it. Groovy. It's like, groovy. groovy. Yeah, it didn't yeah. even sound like him. Oh. But apparently this show, he Just sa- deal with it. He said, with the photo, he said, like, it's the searchers with carnage and mayhem. So he's the John Wayne role. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So he's got some young things to do all the running and fighting where he'll just stand back and quip. I hope. Cool, cool. <laughs> Sounds good. That works. That yeah. works well, yeah. Um, Much bigger news if we jump into comics. Yeah, well, there's been, a, I mean, since the last um, episode, there's been a few things. Uh, the first one was uh, Marvel announcing their, their choice of actor for Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and it's Tom Holland. Yeah. And uh, John Watts is going to be directing it. First time director. First time director. Yeah, I love, there was this uh, thing where Kevin Feige is like, oh, we know, through many conversations that we just kind of had, we always think of it like, can I spend every day with this person for the next couple of years, hmm. or that sort of thing. And when we spoke to this guy, we really liked his take, but more than that, we liked him. Hmm. And then, of course, in the talkback, it's like, Me- you meaning you found someone you can control? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just gotten to be so much fun just to... The snack is getting ridiculous. I it mean, is, it is. But these are the same guys who are just going to line up for the movies yeah. anyway. Opening night. You know, I mean, well, these are the same people who trash talk Ant-Man, and that looks like Ant-Man's going to open at like 65 million. Yeah, but I ignore those tracking numbers. Things. It's bullshit. Half for the most time. part. I mean, like, yeah, for the most part, they're... they're but they're, they're correct more often than they're not. But, but like it's like consulting the bones. You know what I mean? There's no way it's of tracking. Selling. It's via Fandango. <laughs> well, now it's via Fandango, but they used to be just making up numbers on the spot. Yeah, yeah. But we're, you know, we're not talking about last time. Yeah. But I think Fake did come out in response to some of that stuff before. He was saying, like, you know, Iron Man is a John Favreau ass yes, movie. Yes. It's not like they're doing Yeah, no, shit. no. And, and I agree with him. You know, if you look at Thor, you know, Kevin Branagh's all over that movie. Mm. Ken- Kevin. Kenneth Branagh's all over that movie. And, and he's right, Iron Man is very much a John Favreau film. Well, especially Iron Man 1. Yeah. You know, Iron Man 2 suffered from the weight of just trying to connect all the MCU dots. What's his name? Um, yeah, Whiplash, you know, Mickey Rourke's villain. No, the other guy? Uh, what, Sam Rockwell? Sam Rockwell's weird tanned hands just freaked me out in that movie. Yeah, now, yeah. Watch but, it. But, he was, but he was one of the more successful characters in that film. Like, mm. Mickey Rourke was a little bit of a waste. Yeah. Uh, especially considering, because he was, he was kind of, um, when he got cast in that, that was right hot off the wrestler yeah and there was so much potential for him to do so much more with that and it wasn't his fault and he's come out publicly and trashed marvel mm. <laughs> more than once <laughs> he went on jimmy kimmel and was like jimmy kimmel was like i heard that you're not a comic book fan it's like no 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 no, i'm not a marvel fan <laughs> <laughs> it's like jesus christ man Bite the hand that feeds you way, way to burn some bridges well that's how we burned his career in the past anyway right that's true that's true i'm still a mickey rock fan for yeah. life for life. For life. Come on, man. Harley Davidson, the Marvel Man. Another 90s forgotten gem. Uh, we'll get yeah. to that later. 
Um, yeah, and then crossing the, the road to DC, uh, EW had the release of some pictures. Yeah, they um, they had a Comic-Con special in which they had... Um, a bad photo of Jesse Eisenberg with a bad wig. He looks like a geeky Kurt Cobain. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing the cardigan. He is, he is. Uh, but oh yeah, my God, he looks like my mate Paul. He's <laughs> to play bass in my friend band. He would look just like that. What, same clothes as yes. well? Same cardigan? Jesus yeah. Christ. Brent Paul was ahead of his time. <laughs> totally. Uh, but yeah, the cover of um, Entertainment Weekly has Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, and Gal Gadot. Is, uh, it, is it Gal Gadot? Yeah, I think so. But um, it also has like um, you know an incredibly quizzical-looking Batman. Like um, Affleck is just like it's basically. I, don't, I didn't know you could raise one eyebrow in that suit. It's, Batman just looks like he wants to fucking donkey punch. <laughs> Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman. <laughs> that's, that, that's the kind of look that I'm getting there. Like, Henry Cavill's just like, I'm not really here. Yeah. No, Batman's yeah. like, did someone order justice? Yeah. <laughs> Is Bruce Wayne about going to have to choke a bitch? He <laughs> <laughs> looks like a wife-beater Batman. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, like, she, what? she burnt the casserole yeah. or something. <laughs> so, and he's about what do you mean, woman? <laughs> it's going to fucking rust. <laughs> The honey, uh, the dark, the Batman v Superman is secretly based around the honeymooners. That's right. I'm gonna punch it to the moon. And inside, uh, in the magazine, there's some uh, new stills from the film, which a couple of them are really interesting. It's got Bruce Wayne and Diana and her civvies. And Diana and her civvies looks like they're at some kind of ball or something. Yeah. Um. So you know, that's not something that I was expecting to see. No. And Snyder said that she's the key to the Justice League, apparently. Yes. To the next films. Yes. Um. And also, and this is something that we've talked about that we've kind of figure that was going to be happening is that um, the consequences of the third act fight in Man of Steel are very much a part of the story yeah. this time around. Um, what did Affleck call it in his quote? He called something that they call it Black Zero Day or something like that? Yeah, yeah, because uh, he owned one of the buildings that, uh, that went down, so he knew he knew people. He would have known people. He would have known people who were uh, killed, so he's yeah. got a, a stake in it emotionally. Yeah. Um, and he's just nervous about Superman, yeah, someone that powerful. He's thinking long term, yeah, and he's thinking, yeah, he's, he's our friend now. <laughs> what happens when he wakes up one day and realizes, oh shit, I can own this fucking planet? Yeah, <laughs> and and that's yeah. in the trailer. That, that's that, that in the trailer. In the trailer. That's in the trailer. And Henry Cavill had this to say: he's that Man of Steel was very much from S Superman's point of view. Yeah. Whereas um, Batman v Superman is very much from the general public's um, sort of perception of what Superman is. Cool. So that's that's an interesting way to, to take it, and yeah. you know, and by now we have to settle into the fact that this is a Justice League prequel, and we yeah. can't, we gotta stop the bitching about how it's not a real Superman sequel. Well, I think someone, I don't think it was anyone from the film, but someone made a, a, a theory about the fact that you know Aquaman turns up because he's pissed because of all the shit that happened in the Indian Ocean. Yeah, like all the crap with Zod's world yeah. thingy, because that was in this, that was out in the safe in the sea. Yeah, maybe yeah. it wasn't so safe in the sea. Maybe you know. Um, Aqualand had its own, <laughs> had its own 9/11 there, you know. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Atlantis, whatever. Aqualand. Aqualand. Oh man. Um. So I'm. I mean, I've I've been very upfront about the fact that I'm looking forward to this. Hmm. You know, I I liked the teaser. Every I mean, a lot of people crapped on it, but I liked it. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. It made me want to see more. Yeah, and at some point we will have to come up with the rules for our podcast. One of which is, you know, no, no, uh, no, no trailer past the second trailer, and you know, withhold judgment until we see an actual proper trailer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after the teaser, you got a full trailer. After yeah. that, I might see one more trailer. Maybe, but that's it. Yeah, and you know that they're gonna there's gonna be tons of trailers for this movie. Yeah. So, 
And just, just depending so, just, on how skittery so you, the marketing team get, we could have another Terminator situation where they just give away shit that they shouldn't have given away. Yeah, yeah. They managed to keep one thing to themselves, but by then it just didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, I think you know we'll, we'll talk. To, I think we'll do a little bit at the end on a spoilery section on that at the very end of the podcast because there is stuff there that's like, if you haven't seen it, it's going to blow your mind in the cinema probably. But if you have, it's like, fuck, why'd you do that? Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen many of the Terminator trailers and you're interested in seeing the film, don't see don't the trailers. see the trailers. Avoid the posters even. Have yes. it for fuck's sake. Yes, it's a skittish marketing team did that. It is. It is. I mean, they they you know they clearly panicked. Yeah, they clearly panicked. Anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. There's a Hello Kitty movie in the works. Yes, yeah, all this. <laughs> I, I, Both of us put this in our notes. It's like I don't give a fuck, but yeah. at the same time, I kind of do. Yeah, I'm just wondering. <laughs> I mean, it's such a she's such a blank canvas, which is why she's so famous. Yeah, it's yeah. like what are they gonna fucking do with it? Yeah, but um, you know, if they if they follow the sort of description of the character, like oh, the the, the official Hello Kitty Facebook page, because she's not, not a cat. No, she's this, a hello, right? This is, like, this, that's what they say. This is how the, This is how. Uh, the, the characters describe Hello Kitty lives in the suburbs of London. What? I never would have what? guessed that. Yes, Hello Kitty. Is she a Cockney? Hello, Hello <laughs> Kitty lives in the suburbs of London with her parents and her twin sister Mimi. Oh. She has lots of friends at school with whom she shares many adventures. Her trademark is her red bow that she always wears over her left ear. Hello Kitty is as heavy as three apples and as tall as five apples. That's with the Smurf comparison, right? They're three apples tall. But this is on their official Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. So. How can she be a fucking girl? <laughs> well, yeah, but they said this. This came out a while ago, right? That she's not yeah, a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not a cat. You know, like information that nobody needed to know. Yeah. You know, why would you even do that? The dark backstory between her, her, her gritty past. Yeah. <laughs> her parents were killed in a gang hit. Yeah. So I mean, like, I'm kind of curious just uh, how they're gonna do it. Yeah. Is there the, are they gonna do it like way of the Smurfs or, you know? Because I think after. Well, it's Japanese. I mean, are they going to do it in English? I would imagine so. Hmm. I would imagine so. I mean, there, there'll probably be a Japanese version for Japan. Yeah. Uh, but to release it just just in Japanese and to be spending that kind of money, because it's like a $40 million film. Oh, it's more than that. Is it? Yeah. They're, uh, they're looking to spend like in the 180 to 200 something range. What the fuck? What, what was I looking at? Oh. Maybe I'm just uh, getting it wrong as it's uh, a 40-year-old property. Yeah, production and, oh, sorry, pro- production and marketing budget of anywhere from $160 million to $240 million. Yeah, so, yeah, I, <laughs> it should be in English then. Yeah. Um, I mean, ordinarily, I would crap on this, yeah. but it's one of those things that it, it might actually work if it's got a little bit of Powerpuff Girls sort of um, energy to it. Yeah. You know, um, and after the Lego movie... Anything's open. Anything's open. Yeah. Because as much as you know, you love the Lego movie now, but when they first announced it, you're like, like what, the, what fuck? the fuck is it going to be about? <laughs> and it's now one of my favorite films of all fucking time. Because yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, it's genius. It's, it's a genius film. I mean, like, I remember we were cracking jokes about it in regards to, we were like, you know, who would we like to see? Before they announced the cast, yeah. we were like, who would we like to see in a Lego movie? And, and I think both of us were like, Jason Statham. Yeah. <laughs> And as, now, the, as the yellow brick. Yeah, yeah. And now that would not, that would work. They would, those guys would make that work. The directors would actually totally make that work. Mm-hmm. I mean, those guys seemingly can do no wrong. I would like to see Jason Statham do an animated Lego version of the Transporter. Yeah. I mean, I would get, I'd get a huge kick out of that. <laughs> or if he just turned up in the Lego movie as just Lego Jason Statham. Well, you could even be live action. They even had like a, you know, live action Will Ferrell in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, you can find a way to do it. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy playing with Lego Batman in the Lego Batman movie that they're greenlit. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> I uh, like just, playing with my toys. <laughs> just uh, going back to um, 
going back to Marvel for a sec, mm-hmm. uh, just talking about Spider-Man, because we didn't really talk that much about it. One thing that I thought was interesting is, uh, and it's refreshing, It's it, this is going to be one of those weird movies, because I'm still kind of on the fence. It's like, I'm glad it's gone back to Marvel, but yeah. at the same time, I just can't be fucked to see another Spider-Man. Oh, just, yeah, and it's back to school again. It's back to school again, but they did say... It's not a fucking origin movie. ...that it's more of a John Hughes-style kind of film. Yeah, I saw that. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. That, that's an interesting way to go. Just... He, he's bitten already. I don't want to see that again. Yeah, don't yeah, waste I, 20 fucking minutes of your movie doing that. And I don't think they're gonna. And don't show Uncle Ben dying again. Again. No, no we don't need to see Uncle Ben dying. No. Oh, well. What are you gonna do? Yeah. But, um, just to st- sticking on Marvel for uh, a little a little bit longer, um, the director of uh, Selma, Ava DuVernay, mm-hmm. DuVernay, sorry, uh, apologies if I'm mispronouncing your name, uh, she, uh, Marvel offered her um, the Black Panther. And it was recently confirmed that she turned it down because they just could not see eye to eye. Yeah. But they, but they, they both seemed, I mean, yeah, it's going to be, you know. She was very happy that, you know, she was very flattered. Yes. You know, um, she, you know but uh, she had her own ideas about what a Black Panther movie should be. And I haven't seen Selma, but everything that I've heard about Selma suggests that they probably would have a difference of opinion. Yeah. And she just she said that in the press release. It's like, well, it's, I thought it better to say we're, we're it's be, until we... Before we get too far down this road, let's just say it's created differences now rather than halfway through a project, yeah. and that burns everybody. Yeah, yeah. Which is, it means it's still, and she's like, oh, I'd love to do something again with the maybe. Yeah, yeah. So. Just not this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot riding on that movie. The game, there is. That and whatever female movie they do. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> you, you could argue that all of Phase 3 is a massive risk. Yeah. Um, because you know we, you know we have a connection to some of these characters, but not all, not all of them. Like no. like I'm not super familiar with Black Panther. No. Like I have I have read some of the comics, but not enough to say oh yeah oh they fucked that up. I think it was the Avengers Assembled cartoon I watched a bit of, and like uh-huh. they introduced him slowly through that and stuff, and yeah. that was kind of cool. Yeah. And even and even um, uh, you know Do- uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Doctor Strange is a huge risk. Yeah. That I mean that is. You know, not a lot of people are familiar with that character. No. And Marvel's been very good at reintroducing the characters via the comics, you know, because they've, they've got all of these years of planning, too. They, yeah. they know how to take their time in building up the awareness. Yeah. But, and also, it helps that they've got someone like Benedict Cumberbatch playing the character who has just got solid geek cred yeah. uh, when it comes to these kinds of films. He played Khan. Yeah. And Sherlock. Yeah, and smile. Yeah. <laughs> He's all over pop yeah. culture. I know, it's at the point where he needs to take a couple of years off to give everyone else a chance. Yeah. I mean, the other big gamble for them, I don't think there's been anything on it, is the Captain Marvel one, because everyone wants a female director for that. Yes, yes. And, it's, and it should be another... And that's mid- another character that I'm not super familiar with. Yeah. yeah. I mean, have you heard um, the director of Punisher Warzone, Lexi... Lexi Alexander. Alexander? Yeah, like, yeah, she's yeah. going to be doing something in Daredevil now. Oh, is she? Yeah, I've still following her on Twitter, and she's quite interesting, but she was like, they were heading up a group in the Directors Guild of America and trying to ask for more kind of representation, you know, like there's a boys club there, and they do always get asked first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. she doesn't even get, like, people say, oh, you should do this. It's like, I haven't even been asked. I'm not even on any short list. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's cool that she's getting in there slowly, but, like, following her, you get to hear a lot about other directors and stuff like that who have just been not asked to do any of this crap, and they're, like, more than capable. Yeah. Speaking of directors on projects, going back to DC again, we'll just flip back and forth. <laughs> Benicio Del Toro. No, he's not Benicio Del Toro. It's Guillermo Del Toro. Yeah. I do every fucking time. I stop putting just Del Toro on my notes. He is no longer developing Justice League Dark. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of happy about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I, 
it's one of those things where it could turn out to be amazing or it could be a complete total fucking nightmare. Yeah, and I haven't read the comic, but the comic is getting a lot of the Vertigo characters into the yeah. mainstream MCU. And yeah. the, their John Constantine is not our John Constantine. No. Their John Constantine is a little bit more like the TV Constantine, which is cancelled as fuck now. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm only vaguely familiar with Justice League Dark, but I am pretty familiar with most of the characters yeah. in Justice League Dark. And, you know, I don't want to, like, Dead Man, I love Dead Man. Yeah. I don't want, if you're going to do a Dead Man movie, do a Dead Man movie. I don't want Dead Man to be introduced via some fucking, you know, super group. No. You know? <laughs> no, I mean, D- Dead Man is one of those comics, I just think it's emotionally very... You know, a, vote, a very, um, it's a very well-written book. And the, char- and, and the character is actually quite tragic. Which one is that? Dead Man, the Neil Adams one. Oh, the original stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, because, I mean, again, introduced to him via the Justice League Unlimited, which is a great introduction to anybody to right, the DC right, stuff. Because right. he just, like, crops up in that already Dead Man and Nanda Parabat's in Nanda Parabat. Is that Nanda Parabat? Is that where Rachel Gould lives? Or is that where, what's their um, Shangri-La version? It's just Shangri-La, is it? can't remember that's where dead man learns his shit right they just introduce him through that and then he possesses batman and the rest of the league and it's kind of funky and cool like it, but it's a, it's a, it's like we're not introducing an origin story he just and he turns up from that point onwards and it's kind of cool oh okay yeah now justice league unlimited i mean i, I saw a bunch of eps mm. but I it's so good but i didn't see a lot of it's eps. so good there were tons right it yeah. ran for quite a long it time it ran for three seasons of it yeah, it, was, yeah. it was it was justice league for two years and then it was unlimited where they started just pulling in everybody justice and it league ends of- with the most beautiful shot of all the heroes running off to fight something from the Watchtower, but they're all running down in their groups from their comic books, from the previous team-ups. Oh, okay. Like, there's a guy who's a cowboy, I think. I don't know his name, and he, but he rides a motorcycle, so it's him and, I think, um, Shining Knight, who was in the Seven Soldiers. Like, they're the, seven, the original yeah. Seven Soldiers mm-hmm. lineup. They just come down at one point. You know, you have the Teen Titans run down. They all run down on those kind of little things, but it's not me- mentioned in any way. It just right. looks cool. And then the Fig Seven come out at the end. It's awesome. Um, stick with DC and Vertigo for a bit. There's two Neil Gaiman updates. First of all, American Gods. Yes, it's uh, confirmed. It's going ahead as a TV series. Yeah, with um, the guy who did Hannibal. Yeah, right? Brian, uh, Fuller. Brian Fuller yeah. is going to be involved. And that's cool. And uh, Neil, Ga- Neil Gaiman is also committed to writing some of the episodes. Oh, has he? Yes. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's more than happy to... He, he, there was a joint statement that he's like really fucking happy about it. The other part is that um, Sandman, like the, after the Daredevil thing, people were asking about, would you do a TV show instead? And they're like, no. But isn't Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, developing the, the Sandman film? Yeah, he's developing it. Yeah. He's not just a fact. It's, n- it's still not clear whether he'll play it or whether they'll go for someone else. That could work, actually. I mean, like, I think he'd, he'd be pretty, you could do a lot worse. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, if Joseph Gordon-Levitt was playing Sandman, I wouldn't have any issues with that. Yeah. And he's just saying they want to do mind-blowing visuals, which means a lot of the cool artwork they ever had from the from Sandman was all about that you know those, those yeah. shots of like space with death's uh, uh, dreams head around yeah, it yeah, the, the, yeah. the light flashing in the eye kind of yeah, stuff from yeah. those early days um, but they are going to diverge a bit from the comics which is going to happen but they're going to take I would, I would love it if they did a Sandman movie but they had a series spin-off of, of the dreaming yes because the dreaming was an amazing fucking comic I got the first couple but it didn't, it didn't grab me I mean like I, I stuck with it for like I think about 20 issues was it a lot of uh, Cain and Abel and Goldie and sh- did it go not yeah. always no not was that always. House of Mystery it, that, I mean like uh, Cain and Abel were kind of like the uh, the gateway characters yeah um, and I loved those two characters yeah <laughs> he just keeps keep fucking killing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he first turns up and it's that um, the woman who did the scary godmother cartoon with her really scratchy art mm. The hairstyle really fits those guys. Like she, yeah. the, the shirts always look like there's a fan underneath them. That kind of remember that crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the two of them in that and the shackle house and like with Goldie, the little, yeah, yeah. The little gargoyle appearing. I used, to, like, I used to have a little Goldie. Oh yeah. I used to have the plush. 
don't know what the fuck happened to it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pity. No, no, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff in in that I used to have in uni that kind of I shipped them back here, but not all of it made it back. Oh, that's a pity. And Goldie was on it. Uh. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm looking at my nose. Uh, for the for the week that's in it, um, you know, Back to the Future is 30 years old on Saturday, I think it was, or Friday. Mm-hmm. It's been 30 years since the movie came out. Yep. Uh, it's been real good that, um, you know, someone was asking about possible sequels or remakes or whatever, because we live in the age of the remake. Yes, and Robert Zemeckis has said, you know, only after he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> only after him. Uh, Robert Zeme- Bob, him and Bob Gale both yeah. have to be dead before that happens. Yeah. And we'll get to some cool stuff. We'll get to some cool stuff that's coming out around Back to the Future. And... TV plug. Have you heard of the TV show Mr. Robot? I have, yeah. You should definitely watch that for some awesome Christmas later, and the main character's favorite movie is Back to the Future 2. <laughs> that's, very, just, that's very specific. I know. I just love that fact that it was a Back to the Future 2 DVD she had in her hand at the scene. No, no, I, I, yeah, I, I've heard of it. It's supposed to be good? Oh, it's very good. Oh, wow. Oh, it's good. It's good that Christian Slater's got it. A... And it's the perfect Slater role. Christian... Apart from when he was in Archer and he played a character called Slater. Christian Slater is one of those actors that I've been wanting to see have a comeback for a while. Yeah. Because he, he kind of got a little bit of a bum deal. Yeah. You know, because of he got very unfairly compared to Jack Nicholson. Oh, uh, yeah. And, after and a, he played into that. And he played into that. But after a while, it was just like... Did he, did, did he do the one about the water? The flood? Yeah, yeah. That what was, was that called? Hard rain. Hard rain. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. Like, he was in Sharknado before it was Sharknado. I re- yeah, I remember at one point, Morgan Freeman was making it a point to do a movie with every heartthrob. Uh, <laughs> did he say so, this? So, no, no. Oh. It was just like, you. he did this succession of films in throughout the 90s, where it was like, that's all he was playing, the older wise guy to a young heartthrob. He did Seven <laughs> with Brad Pitt. Yeah. He did Hard Rain with Christian Slater. Yep. He did Chain Reaction with Keanu Reeves. Yep. You know, <laughs> Just the whole bunch of these movies opposite these action hero heartthrobs. The guy loves to work. He does like to work. Yeah. I mean, you sh- I think I told you before, you need to listen to the Nerdist podcast with him because Chris Hardwick likes to go down some kind of like, oh, as an entertainer and as an actor and all this kind of stuff. And Morgan Freeman just shuts him the fuck down. He's like, no, I just want to work. I just want to work. I just want to work. <laughs> Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. Um, crawled through a mountain, a river of shit, and came out clean on the other side. Yeah. Um, this kind of passed by a, a bits and pieces, but there was a big info dump on the new Independence Day movie a couple of weeks back. There was. There was um, a very... It was like a live... A very elaborate live... Um, broadcast on the set. Yeah. And it was a, pretty much a Q&A session with the yeah. press. But, and then, like, they were doing it in front of Liam Hemsworth's fucking moon tug. So apparently they have gonna war the world's goliath route on this where they've taken all the uh, alien tech and reverse engineered it and well i mean it well, what else are you gonna do how yeah, else yeah. how else are you gonna come up with a sequel oh, no, idea but usually they wouldn't do that crap because it'd be expensive yeah yeah whereas you know they, 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 there's a there's a sh- there's set shots of this the, the crew the, the the spaceship or whatever this yeah. thing is and yeah. like liam hemsworth is a hot shot who you know he's the maverick who got washed out of space top gun and now he's flying a, a but, tug but i think you know i mean this movie can get away with it because the the first film was was uh, one of the things that was amazing about the first film, but when it came out, it was it, it was the first alien invasion movie of that scale mm. that really had that scale. I mean, that was the, that was the USP, not, and it was not made for as much money as you would think because a lot of it was miniature. Yeah, that classic shot of the I mean, there's cla- there's yeah. video online of them building the uh, the White House to blow it the fuck up and the blowing up the 
the Chrysler building, I think it was, they built yeah, it up yeah, in the yeah. UK. I mean, that was the first time, that was just like the, the big one where it's like, we're just going to fucking trash the place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, I mean, logically, you would like them to do, yeah, we're going to start with the world's fucked after this and have to rebuild. And they've said that, like everyone pe- pulled together in the uh, aftermath of it. So it's like yeah. a united earth. Yeah, yeah. And uh, David, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my David, is the head of the Earth Defense Force for some reason. Because he's <laughs> always trying to save the, save the planet. Uh, the fucking fly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to more Jeff Goldblum weird hand things. I am I, I am bizarrely excited for this film, even though I'm fairly certain it's going to be, be a train wreck. <laughs> but I'm bizarrely excited for it. Yeah. When they first announced it, I was like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. And they've got cool new fighters and shit. But as like. they've started to release little bits and pieces, what's got what's gotten to me is I've been thinking about the first one a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I think we underestimate how many people have actually seen the first one. No, no, I don't, I don't think we did. That made, like... Everyone on the planet has seen that movie at least twice. I know when you know when it came out, and you know. on TV as they grew up later. Like yeah. kids growing up would have seen that movie and gone like, "Yeah, Will Smith, yeah, yeah, yeah." So, like, some people will only know Will Smith from that and not from Bel Air. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, so, I guess this we can't call this a forgotten. It'll be twenty movie. fucking years, won't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. I mean, yeah. it came out in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Ninety six. I, 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 I was in fucking high school when this shit came out. Mm. 96? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I remember watching it in the in the cinema yeah. as a kid. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I was living in Penang at the time. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw it in Penang Cafe. <laughs> nice. Bef- and this was pre-multiplex days. Yes, yes. So, this so is single the, cinema days. So the big screen really was the big screen. Yeah. I mean, that's why I like going... That's why I like going to see movies in IMAX. Yeah. Just not not not, not because I want to be a snob about it, but because it just reminds me of going to see movies when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, I mean, move, the big screen was the, the fucking big screen. Yeah. Or if you had to. And I don't know, I don't know about what it was like in Ar- in Ireland, but uh, over here, uh, the movie poster that was displayed on 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 the ci- uh, on in front of the cinema. Yeah. Was painted. Oh no, that definitely wasn't here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely was, wasn't Ireland. No. It was it was done by like some big local guy. Some local guy painted the fucking poster on this massive piece of canvas wow and you know does it look like the movie posters at all some of them were pretty fucking good like some of them weren't great because there is like there is blogs i've seen i think slash film have done them where they've seen like you know weird ass fucking polish posters for alien that look like nothing like the movie at all yeah yeah like like, there's one there's one with a skull with a millipede calling out of it it just says alien and then in polish and you're like what the fuck is this movie about if any of you fuckers listening like remember these days like this would have been 80s and 90s uh, you know, like before pre-multiplex, it's yeah. pre-multiplex. Once multiplexes took over, this didn't happen anymore. But if you guys remember this, then email us. Yeah. Email, email us your, like, I remember going to lining up to see The Last Crusade and thinking to myself, man, this guy fucked up the post. <laughs> <laughs> the like Sean off. Connery just looked like shit. I think, <laughs> I think Indonesia and Thailand have something similar where they're fucking crazy looking. They look like a 12 year old did them. Mm. Uh, if you Google uh, Thai film posters, you'll find that online. Yeah, 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 yeah. So gonna, like, if gonna... any of you guys remember this shit, just write, write it into us. Like, write, write us, write in your memory of the worst fucking like uh, movie poster. Movie poster you saw that was like localized. Localized. Because the I mean, one that sticks out at me is how Sean, how bad they fucked up Sean Connery's face in the Last Crusade poster. This is going to see it in uh, they fucked up his face. P- PJ. They fucked up his face. <laughs> this was uh, showing in PJ Shintosha. Yeah. <laughs> None of these cinemas exist now. Now where PJ Santosi used to be is now a parking lot. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to preempt uh, my midday friend of the show because I can remember we did have a big-ish cinema. But it wasn't that big. It was probably the size of like the number nine cinema in a multiplex now. Yeah. But then they converted their attic into another one or the next door room into another one. And they saw himself and his dad went to see uh, Star Trek VI, The Voyage Home. Four. No, The Underscope of the Country. Yeah. 
um, on a cinema screen that's slightly bigger than Undiscovered my TV. Undiscovered Country was five, right? Five or six. Five. No, I, it's the, the, no, the Undiscovered Country is six. That's the good one. That's the one about the piece of the Klingon. Yeah. Um, they saw it on a screen that is actually slightly bigger than my TV. Like, they were just totally pissed off with it. Like, that was the first showing in Dara 2. Because Dara 1 was the big one, and Dara 2 was the small one. That's all I only went to cinema in Dublin, because they'd go to Savoy 1, which was the big old-school screen screen that used to have a fucking ballroom upstairs. Mm. Those old... We used to have that, that the... Ireland had a history of, like, it was a cinema with a cafe and a ballroom. Mm-hmm. So that was your evening's entertainment. Catch a movie, go dancing. All right. Yeah, yeah. Classy as fuck. <laughs> This is a, this maybe should go on cool stuff, but you like Seinfeld, right? Uh, yeah, 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 no, big fan. So now that it's all been added to Hulu for a promotional thing, they rebuilt his apartment in London or in New York, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you can go visit it. And uh, I think BuzzFeed went along and reenacted some of their favorite scenes from the show. <laughs> I like to. There's this. There's one particular Seinfeld bit that I like to uh, reenact, mm-hmm. and it drives the wife crazy. <laughs> what bit is that? She hates it. <laughs> Um, I think it's actually from one of the very first episodes yeah. uh, where um, George has been telling Jerry that he's, he's been wanting to break up with his chick, but he's scared because she bitches him out. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Jerry's just like, you know, you just got to, you know, just got to do it. You know, and, and, he, and, and <laughs> you know, yeah, why not? <laughs> and uh, so George finally does it. And then when he's uh, telling Jerry about it, he's like, well, yeah, so, well, how did it go? You know, and, and George is like, you know, well, you know, I told her what, uh, you know, I told her what I was gonna do, and I told her that, uh, that that it's good that we break up, you know. And then, after that, the the big punchline of the scene is like, and then the cursing starts, the cursing and then the cursing starts. She, she's firing at me from the guard towers, Jerry. Son of a boom, son of a bang. <laughs> and every time I do this, Trina just like, I fucking hate that. You know, like, what do you, what do you, and what he's like, what do you mean? I don't know. I just hate that. I hate the way you do it. <laughs> <laughs> She's firing at me from the guard towers, Jerry. <laughs> Son of a boom. <laughs> Son of a bang. <laughs> and I just had this mental image, you know, in the because <laughs> that, I mean, that, that, that's always like the main fear when you break up with someone. Is it's going to be fucking awful. Is that they're going to lose their temper and they're going to start calling you every name under the sun. It's yep. like, you son of a bitch, you motherfucker. I gave you so much and fuck, fuck you. And and most guys don't like to hear that shit. No, no one. I don't think most girls either. I don't think no one likes to hear that shit. That's why, you know, that's why we take so long to fucking, fucking break up with people. Just shit or know? get out the pot. <laughs> we don't want to, sw- we don't want to be fired at from the guard towers. Yeah, we don't. Still fresh. Still fresh. Um... <laughs> This is weird, because I saw this story, and I was like, hang on, this sounds familiar. We missed out the fact that Keanu Reeves is the, the Passengers movie he wanted to do about the asshole who's on a... We seem like an asshole, because he's on a, a generation ship. Yeah. Or yeah. A, a cryosleep ship, and he accidentally gets woken up halfway into the voyage, and it's like a thousand-year voyage. Well, I mean, we, know, we never talked about it, because the movie was in development hell for forever. Forever. But I never even heard the fact that it was they took it away from him. Like, I, I read yeah. articles about it he really wanted... Like, once it was no longer going ahead with so... Uh, yeah, so, no, so I mean, at, at one point, because it was written by John, John Spitz, who wrote the original draft of Prometheus yep. which was supposedly amazing um, according to John Spates <laughs> no no I mean like it, it, it was it, it was I think it was a blacklist script no I think I mean I could be wrong um, and Keanu Reeves had been developing this project for years oh sorry the passengers one the passengers yeah, one yeah yeah um, it, he had been developing this project for years and it almost got made a bunch of times yep like at first Reese Witherspoon was going to be, be in it then Rachel White then, then Rachel McAdams McAdams sorry and you know Sony had it 
and then Sony dumped it, and then uh, I think the, actually no, Sony have it now. Sony have Sony have it now. So yeah. so yeah, I mean like um, it was like, the Weinstein's. Had the it. Weinstein's had it, and then and then they dumped it like fun. They, they just could not put funding together, and I mean I I, I even remember an interview with um, Keanu Reeves where someone was asking him, so what's the deal with passengers, and he's like. It's a it's an eighty million dollar love story, science, yeah. science fiction love stories. They're they're hard to finance. Yeah, and but he, he, he needed to go work with Jim Cameron. But he was attached to it. <laughs> yeah. for, for ages, for ages, and then finally, when everything just got you know uh, just fell apart, he went and did John Wick. He went and did John Wick, and now the movie has a new uh, lease of life with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, and apparently Sony were on the fence until um, Chris Pratt's Jurassic World became the like number one box office smash. I know, but like. Jennifer Lawrence is getting twenty million dollars for this movie. Yeah, and, and Pratt's got like an eight or ten. Yeah, Chris or Pratt's getting like eight million or something yeah. like that. Um, but it's just ridiculous. I mean, they're spending so much more money on the movie now yeah. than they would have done. Because yeah, those were so originally. hot. They're so hot. That's all Hollywood's all about. No one knows anything. Is uh, Goldsmith right? What's his name? Hmm? The guy who wrote The Princess Bride. William Goldman. William Goldman. That's why yeah. he's, he he yes. wrote another book. I've yeah. read it. Nobody knows, Nobody knows anything. anything. Nobody knows anything. Yeah, yeah no, no. Yeah, I mean, and uh, which lie did I tell anyway? Yes. That's also an amazing book about the insiders of Hollywood. Yes, it's brilliant. If bloody, bloody insides. If you're if you're a fan of this kind of shit, and I love this shit. I yeah. mean, like I, I I devour books like this. You know, um, I highly recommend anything William Goldman has written. Yeah. Oh, he's he's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Tron Tree got cancelled, but there is a yes. there is a change.org uh, petition going on for it. It's currently at uh, 39,936 supporters as of Saturday. I think they need 50,000 before the president has to answer. <laughs> That's what change.org was originally for. You know what? I don't give a fuck if there's no Tron Tree. Tron Tree. I'd like to see one. Yeah, but it's being done by the same people who did Tron 2, and Tron 2 was not exactly a home run. No. You don't have two fucking flashbacks in the middle of your movie and just derail your momentum like nobody's motherfucker. Yeah. Pretty though. Yeah, what are you going to do? Other news we got today was that uh, Michael, you know, the new Chips movie. Yes. Apparently Michael Pena is attached to play... Uh, the Eric Estrada character. The Frank Punch Poncherello. <laughs> I, I mean, Chips, or as my wife calls it, Eric Estrada and Friend. Yeah. <laughs> the other guy, I can't even remember the other guy's name. Shit. Yeah. Green. Something green, isn't it? I can't fucking remember. Oh, no. I love the fact that I don't remember. But this is one of those shows. It's a that, shout out to my wife. But this is one of those like shows that she, was. She laid that on me like when we were very early in the dating phase, and I was like, "You're awesome, <laughs> Eric Estrada and friend." And then I hit back with like, "Yeah, like just like Miami Vice is, you know, uh, Don Johnson, Don Johnson, and, and the Tubbs black guy and Tubbs." <laughs> <laughs> but apparently he said like because all those Philip Michael Baker, I think his name is. Oh, maybe that's right. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I, I think that's his name. I know it's a three a three name name. Yeah. Oh, like it's a, three, it's, a three, it's a three. It's a three first name. It's a triple barrel. Yeah, it's a triple barrel. Um, but like, I saw an article on Dark Horizon that said like, you know, kind of expecting this to be like Starsky and Hutch or the other kind of jokey remakes. But apparently, this is going for an R rating and they're not making jokes at all. Why would you do that? It's I don't know. Why would you do that? This 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 uh, this concept lends itself incredibly well to satire. To satire. <laughs> I mean, it would even work. I mean. Are bike cops, are these kind of cops even around anymore? I think, yeah, no, there was, it's the California Highway Patrol. Right, right, that's right. <laughs> that's why the eye is small. You gotta, you gotta have, like, you gotta have some crazy fucked up shit. You shouldn't, you know. Like, was, was Starsky and Hutch, it was set in the 70s, or were they set in the modern day, they just dressed like the 70s? I can't remember. No, it was set in the 70s. But no, the, 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 the movie version. With, uh, with, no, no, uh, it was uh, modern day. Yeah, yeah but 
they just dressed like they were from yes, the 70s. Yes. That would work so well for chips. It would. It would. Yeah, it would be just going around his tight pants the whole fucking just time. Don't and everything. Cast, just don't cast Owen Wilson as the fucking blonde. Yes. Just, just make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. Owen Wilson and Because it's nose. so easy for that to happen because he kind of does fit the part. Yeah. Just moving on to trailers? Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's a cool trailer that popped up there. Did you see this for uh, Rock the Casbah? Yes, I did. I did. I found this trailer bizarrely underwhelming. Because it's just Bill Murray doing Bill Murray? No, I mean, considering considering who it is, yeah. you know, I mean, Barry Levinson movie. Oh, I didn't know it was him doing it. Yeah, yeah, Barry Levinson's the director. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Barry Levinson is the director of Rain Man and uh, Wag the Dog. Yep. Um, fucking Diner. Shitloads of, shit of cool films. Yeah. Um, and this is essentially a, a band produ- a, a band manager who goes, who gets his uh, big act, uh, Zoe Deschanel, to go to Afghanistan on tour. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. he gets fucked over by a hooker or something like that. Yes, yes. And... Bruce Willis is there being a security guy for some reason. <laughs> he's, he's like a soldier or something. Some, no, he, he looks like he's wearing like, a, like he's one of those Blackwater dudes. Right, 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 right. And he's just got to figure, and his passport and everything's stolen, so he's got to figure out they got the fuck out of the country. Yeah, I mean, I mean the 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 concept is there. Yeah. You know, and um, you know the pedigree is all there. I just found the and Danny McBride's there. Yeah, I just found the trailer to be kind of underwhelming. It just you know I I, I wanted to laugh more. Mm. I wanted to. Uh, you know, I wanted to like it more, mm. and I just didn't like it as much as I wanted to. Mm. That was the main issue with it. No, I'm interested. I'm interested. I mean, it is. He does look like he's phoning it in again. It is a very much. It's 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 a Bill Murray performance. It is. It is very much a Bill Murray performance. And that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, another trailer I saw is the trailer for a Wet Hot American Summer, first day of camp. Yeah, have you seen the first one? I have not. Neither have I. I have not. It, it just kind of slipped me by, and I. I gotta cut Because this down. is the original cast. Yes, it's the original cast, and it's a prequel. Yeah, so and it looks... They're playing younger... So they're, they're all older playing younger than they were in the first film, and I think that's fucking genius. Yeah, it's hilarious. Because it's like, it's clever. Paul Rudd, it's Kristen Wiig. It's everyone. Yeah. It's, it's Amy Poehler, it's yeah. fucking... Uh, and Kristen Wiig's playing like the camp slut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, and Paul right. Rudd is like the, the, the... It's supposed to be like, you know, the slightly older cool guy, but he's playing a... He's 40 years old. Uh, Bradley Cooper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks hysterical, and they've got a you know they've got a cameo list lineup to die for. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, um, this is being released um, by Netflix. Netflix is just coming out with amazing shit. Yeah, there's at some point they're they're, they're now getting to the point where they've got their subscriptions. They're just making original crap all the time, and it's all genius. Yeah. I mean, they're heading for the Pixar fall. Yeah. They're heading for Cars too, <laughs> at some point. Well, but hopefully, well, it's you not could, well, you could argue that Marco Polo was their was their Cars. That's true, I suppose. Yeah, I still haven't watched. Not that. everything that they've come up with has been well reviewed. Andy Samberg's in Long Hot Wet American Summer as well, right? Yes, yes, he is. Uh, the first day at camp is the sequel. Yes. Um, there was another thing. I think it's on HBO. Yeah, it's HBO, and it should be out in the next few days. And it's called Seven Days in Hell, where it's Andy. Sa- it's a documentary. Yes, it's, it's, it's Andy Samberg and, and uh, Kit, Kit Harrington, Harrington. Yeah. playing a tennis match that lasts for seven days. Yeah. yeah. And he was raised by the Williams family. Like Andy Samberg was raised by Serena and Venus Williams' dad. <laughs> So he's got this weird puff mullet going on. Kit Harrington is playing basically thick Tim Henman because <laughs> he's he's talking. I think it's like it's it's like sports talk with Brian Gumble, and, and he's interviewed by a girl. And he's like, "Oh, that's great, Brian." She's like, "No, I'm not Brian. I'm not Brian Gumble. The show is called Brian Gumble." Oh, poor, and he's like, "Oh, poor okay. Tim Henman, man." Yeah, like a. What a fucking oh, drift. Hello. <laughs> that's what Tim Harrington. That's what Kit, Kit Harrington. You always like. I remember like playing Wimbledon. You know, he'd be losing, and out of the blue, some guy would be like, "Come on, Tim!" Yes. <laughs> well, in this in this clip at the end of it, it's like on the sixth day, it's like, and it's match point. If he can just get this point, he will end this nightmare. 
and as he and Andy Samberg serves and it goes completely fucking wild and hits someone uh, hits one of the ball boys and he ends up killing the guy and it's like and now for a second sir and you just hear from the crowd murderer <laughs> so it looks goofy as fuck but John McEnroe's in it the Williams sisters are in it like they've got John, John McEnroe's in anything yeah he'll turn he'll, up he'll turn up in anything was he in dodgeball I think he was. He might have been. I think he fucking was. <laughs> Hello, Gary Colon. The Ocho. <laughs> oh, God. It does look funny as hell, though. It does. And have you... I missed this. Did you hear about this thing called uh, Deadly Adoption? Yeah, it was the Lifetime movie that Will, Fer- Will Ferrell and did Cur- with and uh, Kristen, Kristen Wiig. Because yeah. I didn't... I missed... I, this bypassed me entirely. I, I saw the trailer. I mean, it looked ridiculous. Apparently, because I heard it on a podcast talking about it. And apparently they said they played straight. Mm. The whole way. No, no, they play it straight the whole way. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it's basically the hand that rocks the cradle kind of thing going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it. The reviews weren't great. Okay. Um, but uh, you know, you, you got to respect people who are at that point in their career is like, fuck, fuck it. it, I'm gonna do a lifetime movie. I mean, like, no, that that, that was the point this podcast was making because Will Ferrell did that Spanish language movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The House of My Padre or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's also, it's also like. You know, it makes you think of kind of how ahead of a t- ahead of his time James Franco was. Yeah. In James Franco. Just like being af- weird. After getting nominated for an Oscar, he's like, what are you going to do? I'm going to go on General Hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Playing an artist called Franco. <laughs> 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 you know? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound audio well. Did you see that. the, uh, this is exactly the kind of teaser that you'll hate, the teaser for Snowden? No, I didn't watch that. Yeah, yeah. It's the Oliver Stone version of the Cinderella <laughs> teaser. There is zero footage. It is just... Um, is it like computer text or something? Yeah, just computer text. Oh, fuck that shit. Yeah, fuck it's like that. The, like the Matrix? But um, speaking of computers, uh, did you see the uh, new trailer for Danny Boyle's uh, Steve Jobs? Yes. Michael Fassbender looks nothing like Steve Jobs. That was always the case. The teasers, <laughs> they were like, they, they embraced the not looking like Steve Jobs thing. Although although I do I do like the look of it. Yes. You know, it has a it has a bit of a social network kind of Well it should do. It's Sorkin writing and Yeah, yeah, but you know it's not Who's directing again, sorry? Uh, Danny Boyle. Yeah, Danny Boyle. But I do feel that I would have prefer- been more excited about this movie if it was the original team up of David Fincher and Christian Bale. Yeah. Sorry. Fuck no! <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, you're right. I mean, but it isn't. It, it they're they're choosing a very specific time in his life. It's, yes. it's, it's leading up to him being ousted from Apple, and it's. I think it may be ending with the beginning of the iPod or something like that. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. there's a thing in there I didn't know about him, like denying his daughter for a long time. Yeah, yeah, that that was totally new. Yeah, and also Michael Fassbender. He's a good-looking man. He can most make most things work. But, but he, he looks goofy in a bow tie. And he is it me or does Michael Fassbender have an issue with accents? Yes. It's, he's like he's like the he's like the Irish Sam Worthington. Yes, you know. Yes, <laughs> I mean the end of I mean X Men First Class. We all know it was rushed, and in the end of it, the Magneto goes from fucking Nazi prisoner of war survivor to oh, how's it going? I'm from Cork. <laughs> I'm gonna rip the metal out of your body with our Wolverine, <laughs> and you're not gonna like it, not one bit. <laughs> gonna buy a dog. <laughs> a fun little trailer I just saw today. It's along the lines of what was that one I, I mentioned that was like it looked fucking co- a very cool trailer with the crazy music and the the dead girl in the bed. Oh, I know the one you mean, but I, I can't remember. It was that kind of same similar kind of in a vein for that. I mean, that was a trailer that's like one of the best trailers I've seen in a long time, just mm-hmm. for shock value. Mm-hmm. This one's called Blood Sucking Bastards. It has um, Fran Cans, who was the Kevin stoner. Kevin in the woods. Kevin in the woods. The stoner in the woods. Yeah. 
And it also has uh, Pedro Pascal, who was uh, oh, over the Oh, the dude who got his face squashed. Spoilers! Game of Thrones. Oh, right. He's over, <laughs> over on Martell. Martell like the, the, the proof that yes. Game of Thrones guys can still introduce new characters and make you fall in love with them. Yes, yes, yes. And then give them horrible fucking deaths. Um, this is basically... Oberon Martell comes to join the company and uh, takes his supposedly the job that's his mm-hmm. and you, he thinks his boss is a monster and it turns out his boss is actually a monster and oh. slowly starts converting the entire company to uh, vampires right and so Franz Kanz and some other slackers have to team up with the janitor and fight their way through the whole fucking place why have I not heard of this hey, I literally only saw the trailer today okay. so it might only got come out recently but yeah it looks kind of fun I mean it looks very low budget it looks like it all takes place in the same three rooms I got no problem with that. But it's a great. The opening of the trailer is just um, the three three characters standing in the lift, two of them covered in blood, and just waiting for the lift to open. Mm-hmm. And it just looks, that's a cool shot. Another trailer I saw that I thought was worth mentioning is this film uh, called Time Out of Mind. Oh, I'm uh, it's a Richard Gere film mm. uh, in which he plays. You do uh, have a soft spot for Richard Gere. I do have a soft spot for Richard. And his incredible shaky sprinting acting. That's right. That's right. Uh, but so does Mark Camo. That's true. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You know, but uh, no, that's because I grew up watching movies like you know Internal Affairs and fucking and Officer and Gentleman, Days of Heaven. You know, I mean Richard Gere when he's given the right material with the right director, he is very good. Yeah. Um, and have uh, you seen Hachinko? I have not. Oh. I hear it's like a twenty a twenty tissue movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Time Out of Mind is a it's a passion project that he was developing for a while where uh, he plays a homeless guy. And he went all method and was living homeless for a while. And, oh, yeah. and, and quite a people, quite a few people actually apparently uh, were giving him money on yeah. the streets. Um, What's his name? Um, old, uh, the Vision. What's his name? Vision? From Avengers. Oh, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany did something similar. Like there was some people who, when the floods happened in New York, there were some homeless people he used to give money to and they disappeared. And that's why he made a movie about homelessness. Oh, right. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean. It was the first, it was the directorial debut. The, the, I mean, Time Out of Mind, ha- it's played at quite a few festivals, and reviews have been mixed, mm-hmm. uh, but it's one of those movies that's e- that either gets really good reviews or really bad reviews. Yeah. It's not middling. It's Marmite. Yeah. Uh, but the trailer is very cool. Oh. Um, and it has, uh, it, 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 it sort of plays along to this Nick Cave song called Far From Me. Oh, there we go. That's why you love it. It's a very cool trailer. It's done very well. It's very tastefully done. It is something we're not seeing, like that one, that that whatever the fucking movie with the girl in the bed that we're talking about. Like that is a shocking, weird, like lead you one way, fuck you the other way trailer. Yeah. We don't get things like that anymore. No, no. I mean, like, um, we don't get art project trailers. No, not really, not really. I mean, I mean, at least we used to by ju- the time you get an art project trailer, it's been sort of put through that marketing filter mm. that it's it doesn't retain the. You know, edge the the edge of the actual they've film. all been falled off yeah. the actual film whereas uh, whereas and sometimes what, the edge is not in the film that's true. <laughs> but that's what I like about this trailer is that it feels very indie but it's very classy hmm. and it's the perfect Nick Cave song for it and Richard Gere looks like he's doing a really good performance sweet one that I almost forgot did you see the trailer for Creed I did looks badass looks fucking amazing that is a good trailer that is a very good trailer trailer, and it's got a great soundtrack in the trailer I don't know if it's going to be in the movie and even the way they introduced Stallone like Stallone's not in it for like forever because this is the the story of Apollo Creed's son yes and it just it's all him fighting and all sort of stuff and then it just has him looking at all photos on a wall in a restaurant because that's where Stallone is yeah and he's like you knew Creed (laughs) (laughs) how do you know about all this how do you know about it he's my he's my dad and he's wearing and of course Stallone is wearing the goofy pork pie hat <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Hey, I'll go, hey, Adrian. It's holding his brain in. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to change, Adrian. (laughs) But this trailer looks badass. It looks amazing. Yeah. It looks amazing. It's, um... Who directed it? It's directed by uh, Ryan uh, Coogler, who directed Fruitville Station. Oh, okay. I haven't watched that yet. But that is a... That's... That that was a Sundance darling. It yeah. was it was uh, reviewed glowing reviews. Yeah. Uh, but like some people have been predicting, and I think, and I think it might actually happen. Best supporting actor nod for Stallone. You think? It it looks like it might happen. With all the Terminator stuff going on, and uh, I saw a few articles talking about like Arnie is playing his role in that, and he's playing old Arnie. Yeah. He's not, and he's done the same in, they mentioned Sabotage a bit, but like in Prison Escape, whatever it was yeah, called, yeah, the yeah. tomb, what it was originally called, yeah. and in the, like he's not trying to do what he's doing in the 80s, whereas Stallone has, yeah. like he does get his shirt off and show his old, wrinkly, crazy, yeah, yeah. flex body. Whereas, whereas Arnold is aging gracefully. A, bit, a bit more gracefully. Yeah. So if Stallone can keep his shirt on, yes, Oscar. If he has his shirt off at any point in the movie, no Oscar. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ar- Arnold's in a very interesting crossroads yeah. in his career. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit more about that when we review. We'll talk about it right now. Did you see the video of him fucking around? You know, he's, he did all maze videos for Driver's Tank to raise charity money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did and, you see? And he's like, blow shit up. Yeah. Blow shit up. You know, yeah. Come drive my tank with me. We were yeah. crushed off. And I'll be back. And he did two of those, I think. And he's done another one now, which is you could win a, a ticket to the uh, premiere of Terminator Genesis. Yeah. Did you see this? Uh, is it, yes, this is the one where he pranks people. Yeah, so we went to uh, Madame Tussauds in LA and... Where the statue of the, where the, the, the waxwork of him is, he would just go there and stand. Yeah. And as people were like putting their arms on and taking photos, he goes like, "Now I will take one of you." And he had his face made up like the Terminator as well, with bits of metal showing through. And he st- he has a sense of humor. I mean, that's been that's always been very clear. But he still has it. He's still being has governor it. of California didn't tarnish it because this video is hilarious. And where like he's walking around, and you know, around the uh, Man's Chinese Theater, there's all the. Um, Guys dressed as Superman and stuff like that, and Batman yeah. and stuff. And there's a guy, he meets a guy who's dressed as the Terminator. Like, who are you? He's like, I am the Terminator. And they're both just going, no, I am the Terminator. And they're both <laughs> going back and forth. And it's so fucking good. We're just seeing people freak out as he says, do you want to get one with your sister in the photo? <laughs> and they're jumping because they think he's a waxwork. Yep. It's so good. I'll put it on the. I'll put it in the show notes. No, I mean one thing about Arnold. And it's for after school all stars. I should say that to give the charity a boost. I mean one thing about Arnold. Arnold has always been a workhorse. Yeah. When it comes to creating awareness for a project he's got going on. Yeah. And this is just another avenue. I mean, he did the same thing also like via Waze. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you can I, get the Terminator today. You can get the Terminator. Yeah. You put it like. We will go to your house and then we will go get Sarah like, Connor or something. I've it's seen like, people have said this. I heard it's it. It's like I haven't done it, but Leon's fucking done it. Right. Like and he it was said, on the podcast. And he says it's amazing. You yeah. Know, it's like it's it makes driving so much fun. Well, do you remember? I think years ago, Tonton got with like Darth Vader and I think Chewbacca to do it. So Chewbacca was just like a when you had to turn left. <laughs> I didn't hear about that. Long time ago. Uh, last trailer um, was uh, they, they did a little teaser for Kung Fu Pad on Facebook and it was quite funny they did the thing where like stop scrolling right because you know the video plays automatically on Facebook when you scroll yeah it's like stop scrolling watch the trailer and it's got um, Jack Black as whatever the, the panda yeah, name is and, and Brian Cranston is his dad Walter and White's having, his dad yeah. and they're having a conversation about like what are you doing he's like I'm looking for my son he's like I'm looking for my I lost my father and the two and everyone else around them is going like, you fucking idiots <laughs> Because the I, two of them, are like, I, I actually, I actually didn't see the trailer. No, because it's like it's basically saying like, "Oh, I'm really sorry for you. You lost your son." I was like, "Yeah," and I, I, I lost my dad. I was like, "That's really bad." 
And like his dad is like shoving shitloads of dumplings in his mouth. It's like it's obviously his dad. But the two of them are too thick to realize it. And they're like, well, well, goodbye then. Best of luck. And there's just like a whole load of pigs and everything. Because there's always those pigs in the village. There's always pigs in those movies. Mm. And they're just all slapping their face, face palming at the same time. Ah, it's nuts. My favorite pig characters in animation, though, are still the three little pigs from fucking um, Shrek. The German ones? Yes. Oh, yes. No, no, the, 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 the first one was just genius. He hop and he pop and he <laughs> signed eviction notice. <laughs> I forgot about those guys. And it's, that was just genius. He was genius. He huffed and he puffed and he signed an eviction notice. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. I've watched Shrek in a long time, man. The first one yes. holds up. Yeah. The first one holds up like crazy. Yeah, and the dig at Disney when they it's a small world after all thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool stuff. Mm. You have um, any cool stuff? Nah. Well, good thing I came prepared. <laughs> so first up, um, if you've heard anything about Lego, if you're into Lego at all, you know that they have the Lego ideas. I think it was originally Lego Cusco, which is a Japanese site, where you could submit a design and if Lego could clear the rights, they would make it. So, um, some guy who is an, uh, he's actually um, Angus McLean, who worked as an animator at Pixar on Wally, mm-hmm. built uh, Wally that he submitted. And there's been a photo that bizarre, bizarre world coincidence. Smith's Toys in Ireland. Oh, yeah? They publicized the photo first. And it is, look like, it looks, it's a CG photo. So, you know, with the, whenever these things happen, they basically take the design and submit it and then make it better. Okay. They always get their Lego expert builders to figure out a better way to do it. And this looks like a badass fucking Wally. That looks really good. Yeah. Now that's a CG rendering, so I'm not sure if they can ha- they can match that, but hopefully they they match that and it will look that fucking cool because I will fucking buy that. The uh, the Lego obsession continues. Mm. Another thing that was cool. Um, there's a company in Japan that are making remote control helicopter versions of an X-wing, a Tie Fighter, and a Millennium Falcon, and like super deformed. Yeah. No, I- I've seen these. These I've look. Seen- cool these look very cool and like it's a full like it's not one of those shitty things with a cable or like that it's got a full proper remote wireless remote control it's got like 16 feet range mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they're selling for 50 dollars mm-hmm. these would be awesome you just drive these around fucking crash them into each other in your apartment <laughs> Jesus Christ. It'd be awesome <laughs> take it to a rave yeah <laughs> people fucking lose their shit What's the other ones I got? Oh, yeah. The other one they got was the alien eggs. Oh, yeah. Eggs. No, no. I saw these. Yeah. I saw so these. So this is like a carton of eggs that you would buy at a, a supermarket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're, they're alien eggs. Once, once I saw this, I just put it on Facebook saying like, no, I do not need to accidentally put this in the fridge. Yes. No, no, no. I, I saw this. So it's a, it's a, it's a cardboard. I've actually stopped buying toys. But, yeah. when I, but when I saw this, I was like, hmm. Um, Geeks in Malaysia guys, Uma and Bahir were like taking pre-orders. They're doing them. They're getting them. So like when you open the, it's like a normal egg carton that fits fit six eggs. When you open them, it's like it's got is, the Whale and Yutani branding. Is Uma doing Geeks in Malaysia? Now? He's on it every so often. All right, right. He's on. He's been on this show. Yes, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so it has an alien uh, Whale and Yutani logo on the top, and it has like three open eggs with little fa- little tiny face huggers inside, and a normal closed egg. It's 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 a cool thing, and it has like safe handling instructions inside the roof and stuff. So that's kind of cool. I mentioned Back to the Future earlier. Yep. There is a book that just came out recently called Back to the Future. We don't need yes. roads. Again, yes. Uma, since you mentioned him, he actually... He interviewed the writer. He yeah. interviewed the writer. It was, yeah. it was a good show. Yeah. Um, they're also going to produce in October uh, the ultimate visual history. So this is going to be like the, the photos they've shown of this. They have like all the multiple uh, things they were doing for the DeLorean to make it look a bit more spacey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it has a few little things that you can pull out. Oh, like really? Little thing, extra things. So, it's so, kind of, it's, so is it kind of like the, uh, the, the, the Vault series? Yeah. A little bit like that. So it's where it's got the artwork pages, and then it's also got a few little pieces of like 
from the movie. Yeah. So yeah. there is a Hill Valley High School tardy slip. <laughs> uh, Back to the Future, the ride security pass, save the clock tower leaflet. That's cool. That's very cool. Uh, the sepia photograph of Marty and Doc from part three, yep, the yep, one yep, with yep. the clock. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Marty's note to Doc from the first film with the envelope. That's cool. Very cool. Very George cool. McFly's book, Jaws 19 movie poster. Uh, Laps likes to know we're actually doing a Jaws 19 t shirt as well. Oh, are they? Yeah. To, to Kim- Commemorate the, the right, thing. Right, 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 right. George and Lorraine's prom photo. And also, I mean, something that uh, Jaws 19 in Back to the Future 2 was supposed to be directed by Spielberg's son. Yes. That's right. Jake? Is it Jake Spielberg? Jake, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, Doc's Fuchs capacitor sketch in the first film. Doc's note to Marty from 1885. Biff's $1 bill from part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blast in the past receipt from part two. And a lenticular version of the iconic McFly family photo from the first film. So that's the one where... The family slowly disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if yeah. you twist it, it'll do that. That's yeah. cool. That is very cool. It I mean, is... I, I have a, a couple of the Vault series books. Yeah. Like, I've got the Marvel Vault. I've got the Terminator Vault. Oh, really? Ter- Terminator 2 Vault. Yeah, I mean, uh, the I've Vault, never seen that. You the vault, that the vault series is very cool. Yeah. It's and this is cool. this is borrowing a page from that book. 30 US dollars hardcover. Mm. That's because those vaults are what? 50 to 80? Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 they're kind of expensive. Yeah. <laughs> this looks good. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Shipping to Malaysia, though. Uh, we can figure that out. Um, there's also you've watched Attack on Titan yet? <laughs> you need to watch Attack on Titan. So I mean, this is from the this is from the world of bad fucking tie-ins. For the Attack on Titan live-action movie, Nick, we mentioned the trailer before. Yeah, yeah. It's horrifying. These big evil people start eating people. The, the tie-in is hot dogs that come in a special box. That box is horrifying. It's awful. <laughs> and I think, like, oh, what are, the, what are the flavors? Uh, it's a honey mustard titan dog goes on sale this week. Well, the relish and ketchup one won't be available in September. But was the price of 550 yen, which is $4, and come in a special attack on titan box. The box is horrendous. Yeah, because you it, it don't want to see a titan it, it as you're eating. It looks horrible. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, okay, one last thing for cool news. And this is something, so E3 happened a few weeks ago. That's the Electronic Entertainment Expo, yeah, yeah. which is where all the video game shit comes out. Yeah, yeah. And there's a company called uh, Platinum Games who make like really hardcore shooters and stuff like that. Mm. And for some, they made a big hit with, they were on the verge of going bankrupt for a long time and they got a big hit with a game called Bayonetta, yeah. if you've ever heard of. And out of nowhere, they're doing a Transformers game. This game looks amazing. It looks exactly like, like the cartoon. G1 cartoon. But better. But better. But now, better. The weird thing is it's a brawler, not a shooter. Because they have done shooters where it's all about the shooting. Yeah. So like there is scenes of Bumblebee punching Megatron in the tits and then flipping into car mode and driving into him repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like, I, I saw the trailer for this, and I was completely blown away. Yeah, it, it looks it like looks, an episode of the show. It looks like the best possible... I mean, because... The, I mean, like, you, you think about the original Transformers cartoon. If you go back and watch those cartoons now, it's rough. Yeah. The an- it was the an- cheap as fuck. The it animation was, is rough. What was it called? What, who were the guys who did um, He-Man and those? Filmation? Something Mation. Oh, and I'm, and I'm, I, I, can't, I can't remember, but, but, I mean, but it was but it was a very rough. I it's mean, a lot of reused set, s- scenes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Optimus Prime is a faceplate, so the Optimus but if you lips. watch if you watch the footage from this game, this looks like you know the the Generation One cartoon on steroids. Yeah, it looks now, amazing. I think you saw. I think I shared originally just the, the the announcement trailer, but there's a trailer of the gameplay. No, no, I, and I've, you're I've like you're that. running and you're turning into the tr- yeah. you're turning into it, Optimus it Prime. Looks, it looks insane. It looks yeah. and then Devastator peeks up over a fucking building. Over a fucking building, exactly. <laughs> no, it looks amazing. <laughs> so good, lad. Very good, very good, very good, very good, very good, very good, very good. So, as we said earlier, this is the '90s edition. So what we will do is we got a load of people got back to us. So we had people commenting on Facebook, sending us Twitters. So we got quite a good few people telling us our, their favorite 90s movies. Not all of them told us why, though. 
Yeah. Which we should have probably announced a bit clearer. We should have, we should have been a bit clearer. And so just say like, yeah, this Dark movie, Man. This movie. Yeah. <laughs> we got to figure out why. So the first out of the gate was uh, David Knight. Yep. Still owes us a theme tune. That's right. And he just said planes, trains, and automobiles, which came out in 1987. Yeah. Yep. No, 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 no. I, uh, when I saw that, I was like, oh, fuck. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't take long to check this shit up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, good movie, though. Good movie. Oh, we did get an email. So the email comes in from Kraft, who says, As a lover of nature and outdoorsy person, I do enjoy going to the park when I can relax, sweat, recharge my batteries, and get bitten by mosquitoes. Whilst there, I like to think of the 90s and of the movies that, until today, put a smile on my latte-colored face. Please allow, me, <laughs> please allow me to share this list with you in no particular order. Can't Hardly Wait, that also came up again. That was 1998. Yep, 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 yep. And, oh, Can't Hardly Wait, brackets, Amanda. Amanda. I haven't seen Can't Hardly Wait. You haven't seen Can't Hardly Wait? No. The movie's fucking oh, the, This list is basically my viewing for the next couple of weeks. Because okay. my, my hard drive died, so I can't, can't watch anything. Can't Hardly Wait. I mean, as far as high school, um, you know, year-end party movies go, yeah, it's a good movie, and it's got a great soundtrack, and it actually does make an attempt to give characters time to breathe, okay. so you get to know characters. Even Jamie Kennedy wearing his goggles, Jamie his iconic goggles. Jamie Ken- Fuck Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I love Ken Hardly Wait. Yeah. For 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 the longest time, like, I know when I was I was uh, I was in college, I was living in the states, and I was. Uh, Living in this Victorian house with a bunch of other people, and this one guy don't have Victorian houses in the states. Like, fuck you. <laughs> and you it was know, very late it's, Victorian. It's like a, it's like it's like the fucking house from fucking Charmed, you know, like something like that. Okay. You know, and the guy who lived in the basement, Jeff, he and I used to watch movies together all the time. Yeah. And we used to we loved that movie, and every now and then we'd be like, after like like six beers in, and be like, hey man, I can't hardly wait. <laughs> <laughs> We'd watch Can't Hardly Wait. But, I mean, it's one of those things, uh, uh, like, uh, Gen- Jennifer Love Hewitt, she was at her peak yeah. in terms of, you know, fuckability. Well, Heartbreakers <laughs> is where she was wearing the sexy clothes. Yeah. Um, number two, Mall Rats, 995. Yeah. Very close to both our hearts. Holy shit, if it isn't Mon Frere. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! It's not in you, the food court. You dumb bastard. It's a, it's a, it's it's a not sa- a schooner, it's, it's a, a sailboat. sailboat. A schooner it is, is a sailboat, sailboat. stupid head. Lafours. Lafours. He doesn't know who Lafours is. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know who Lafours is. <laughs> what, Just, I, what I liked about like you Jason, bitch, show the kitty some Jason, love. What I liked about Jason Mewes in those movies is that he always pronounced the silent s's. And it's like we're gonna go to Sherman, Illinois. <laughs> yeah, Sherman, Illinois. Sherman, Illinois. And we got there, and guess what? There is no oh, fucking Sherman, Sherman Illinois. <laughs> Number three, this is going to run long, but fuck it, if Kevin Smith can do an hour-long podcast with the same kind of crap we can do, or an hour and a half-long podcast, we can do the same. And uh, number three, Days and Confused, 993. Classic. Classic. And number four, American Pie, you're getting right in there at the end, 999. Yeah. The yeah. first was a classic, and they flogged that horse to death. You know what? I actually like all of them. All of them? I like all of them. I mean, of course. It of gave course, us Sean William Scott. You know, of course the first one is the best. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you need Stifler. Yeah. An, an American Pie movie without Stifler, it's like, don't even... It's don't a even day without it. sunshine. That's right. <laughs> I, I feel this, I feel good. What are, you, what are you looking at, your fruity little scrotum liquor? I've been watching movie in a long pussy, time. No pussy, no dancing. No pussy, no dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel good sharing this list with two strangers, and now I'm going to have a bag of tiny marshmallows. Goodbye, Kraft. Thank you. 
That was the first email. The second email was, Hi, Gavinine. Sharing my answer about the 90s movie theme because if there's one thing that can be said for 1990, I had a lot of great movies come out that year. My list of kick-ass 90s movies. Forrest Gump, 94, not forgotten. Not forgotten. Now, Although it is kind of getting forgotten. Not really. I mean, like amongst film buffs, I don't see how you can forget that movie. I know, but the public at large probably yes, would. Yes. I mean, no but, one... but, but you could argue like tons of movies from the 90s like, that yeah. don't deserve to be forgotten and being forgotten. But I mean, like we're talking about movies that weren't really... They didn't make that much of an impact, and now they're kind of forgotten. Which is why I'm going to skip through the rest of this list, which is Pulp Fiction, 94, 7, 95. Pulp Fiction, there's always someone who's going to give Pulp Fiction love. I mean, yeah. all of the movies on this list, like Pulp Fiction, fucking 7, what? Fight Club, love, The, the Matrix, Matrix, Shawshank Redemption. Redemption. It's a solid list. These are great movies. And that was from Benedict Buck. Thank you, Benedict. But those are movies that are not forgotten. I mean, yeah. the, the Shawshank Redemption, every... I mean, I don't know if they still do them, but Channel 4 were doing their top 100 movies of all time, as voted by the UK public, and... That was the beginning of the resurgence of Shawshank Redemption. Was it became number one on that list, and the DVD series started coming up because when it came out, it was a flop. Yeah, no yeah. one went to see it in the cinema. Yeah, I mean the thing is that you need to understand about about these movies is that, I mean yes, there's a whole new generation of kids who maybe haven't seen it yet, but you know they're gonna. Yeah, and the thing is is that all of these movies catchphrases, cat, you know, like catch catchphrases from these movies are part of lexicon. Are still very much you know like Forrest Gump, you know, like your life is like a box of chocolates. Yeah. You never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. Everyone, everyone knows. Dan, Dan. <laughs> Ben, ben. I just felt like running. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck, Forrest Gump, I watched that movie at least once a year. Really? Yeah. So I, lo- I love that fucking movie. It still holds up, man. We had all sorts of rain in Vietnam. We had rain coming up for us from underneath. <laughs> I mean, like, my favorite um, line from Forrest Gump is actually... Uh, I gotta go pay. No, no, it's, it's Forrest Gump's first line. You know, when he sits there and he looks, he looks at this nurse and he's like, they look, they look like comfortable shoes. <laughs> You know, no, but there's this uh, like a little, like a couple of little bit into that. He's just like, Mama says, an awful lot of things you can tell a person from the shoe. Yeah, where they go. Now you're going American where, Gothic on us. Where they've been? Someone's at Dow. <laughs> where they've been? I've worn lots of shoes. <laughs> and I don't know why I love that fucking line. Every time. It's because you hate shoes. I love shoes. What you are you wear Crocs. I love. Sh- I don't. Wear- <laughs> Those are wakais. <laughs> <laughs> shorts and a t-shirt you motherfucker <laughs> you know no but i for some bizarre reason even when i was a kid watching that movie i got emotional in that bit i'm like fuck i'm in trouble the movie hasn't even started yeah. here, i feel like i'm gonna cry you haven't even got to robin i think getting cancer <laughs> or aids was it aids it was aids well they never say but yeah yeah jenny used to sleep around a lot <laughs> i'm not a smart man no but i know what love is <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the social medias, we got a load of the hits on Facebook and Twitter over this. So Jamie Hong on Facebook says, Shawshank Redemption again. Oh, that scene with the sorting piece from Figaro over the prison grounds. Beautiful and brutal. I mean, Shawshank Redemption is one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah. It is a beautiful fucking movie. I love that movie. Ender Lynch, uh, ex-flatmate, yep. uh, he said, uh, the player and can't hardly wait. The perfectly constructed team movie. That's our second can't hardly wait vote. Yep, yep. I haven't watched the player. I, I feel you. You haven't seen the player? No. Oh my God. It's a great fucking movie. I think I have it. It's a great fucking movie. I have it. It's on my head. And and you know what? It it is weird. It it is weird that that movie kind of has been swept under the carpet a little bit. But but it's got it's an amazing film. It's got this amazing steady cam opening. Oh really? Like amazing. What's his name? It's Robert um, Altman. Robert Altman. But no, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. Is that and there's that one and Bob Roberts, right? Those the the two together. Yes, but Bob Roberts is actually very different. It's very unfair that those two get lumped together. Bob Roberts was directed by Robbins himself. No, and 
Bob Roberts is about politics. Mm. Uh, Bob, oh no, but still, he's still good in the both of them. Right? Yeah, you know, yeah, no, he's amazing in both of them. But yeah. Bob Roberts was very much very Bill Clinton inspired. Yeah, very. Um, uh, whereas before you know, primary colors came out, whereas whereas the player is very much about Hollywood. Yeah. very much about Hollywood. And it's got an amazing... And having just done Speed the Plow, it speaks to you a lot more now, right? No, I mean, even before that, you know, it's... It, it's it, like, Richard E. Grant's got this amazing bit in it where he's he's pitching this movie to Tim Robbins, who's, like, the, the studio exec. And he's just like, oh, and then it's death row, and everyone outside has got these candles making it glow like lanterns. <laughs> you know, and he describes the story to Tim Robbins. And Tim Robbins is like, I'm interested, I'm interested. What happens at the end? And then uh, Richard E. Grant is like, she dies. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tim Robbins is like, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, you know, he gets there, but he's too late. Yeah. It's like, we can't do that. And it's like, you know, no, 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 just, just pitch it. She has to die. No fucking Hollywood endings. <laughs> and then the movie ends with Bruce Willis playing the fucking uh, lawyer. And De- Julia Roberts is the death row inmate. And, Ju- and Bruce Willis like... Rescues her, lifts her out, <laughs> carries her out of the prison. Yeah, carries her out of the prison. And Richard E. Grant's like, "What happened to the fucking it?" You know, and it's like, "Well, you know, the test screenings." You know, that kind of shit. Cool. No, 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 it's great. It's a great film. It's got, it's got one, it's got one brilliant bit. Like the thing that I remember most about the player is this really short bit where Tim Robbins is meeting these a whole bunch of Hollywood types mm-hmm. for a power lunch. Right. And everyone's talking over each other, and then finally, like Tim Robbins is like, "Hey, wait, hey, hey, hey." can we please just talk about something else other than movies for five minutes? And everyone looks at each other for like two seconds and they all burst out laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back on the Twitter, uh, Gang F Ulama uh, at my underscore insider said, um, my wife is an ex-murderer. Mike Myers, Shining Bright Star. So, so I married, married an ex-murderer. Murder. That's 1993. I love that movie. It's a fun movie. And it is, it is a it's the origin movie. of Fat Bastard. It is. A fr- yes, it is. Yeah. It is. It is the, or- the origin of Fat Bastard. No, but I quote that movie today. Really? Like, so I'm at an expert. What was the name of the wife again? The actress who played her? Nancy Travis. Nancy Travis. Nancy Travis. But um, Playing fragile, broken women since God knows when. But uh, Mike Myers, as his dad, is a genius comic creation. Yeah. Turn, turn off the Bay City Rollers! <laughs> <laughs> the soccer game's about to begin! <laughs> but they're talking shit about, about KFC, about Colonel Sanders. And he's like, God, I hated the colonel with his wee beady eyes <laughs> and that smug look on his face when, oh, you're going to buy my chicken. Again, oh, yeah. the secret origin of Fat Bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, Mike Myers' son is like, Dad, how can you hate the colonel? Yeah. Because he puts an addictive chemical in his chicken which makes you crave it fortnightly. <laughs> and he's got this little kid there called called Heed with the, with the big, like, red ginger afro yeah he's like heat pants no he's <laughs> like look at the size of that boy's head oh that boy's head's like sputnik <laughs> it's got its own weather system <laughs> and then the kid just runs off and then he turns to anthony and lapaldi or whatever and he's like that was a bit offside wasn't it <laughs> he'll be crying himself to sleep tonight on his huge pillow <laughs> I watch that again. I haven't seen it in years. It's a fucking good movie. So uh, Nam Murad, who starred in Take Me to Dinner, mm-hmm. he had kind of a meltdown on Twitter. <laughs> he did a bit, didn't he? He did he a bit. Like, he just went all nuts. So first of all, he said the Zero Effect, which is 1998. Yes, great film. Maybe not. Um, the directorial debut of Lawrence Kasdan's son, ah, Jake Kasdan. And you got me onto this, and I watched it, and it's great. Bill, it is Bill a Pullman. Gr- Bill Pullman and Ben Stiller. 
And, and Michelle Robert, Forbes. Robert Downey Jr. is in the movie? No, 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 no. no, no. Oh, I, thought, I thought something about that movie. Something about no, 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 it's Downey. Kim Dickens. Kim Dickens is the female lead in the ah. It's a great film. It's, it's about... He's a, he's a weird detective. He's like the world's greatest detective, but he's the world's most fucked up human. Yes. <laughs> That's to go on the poster yeah, for re-release. Yeah, yeah, Fucking yeah, hell, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe not favorite one comes to mind. And then he was like, wait, Miami Blues, 1990. Miami Blues, Alec Baldwin, and Fred Ward. What's the story of that one? I can't remember. I mean, I like, I saw, I mean, this is, I saw this movie once mm. when it came out. And it's very stylish. So it's excellent but forgotten. Baldwin, Jason Lee, and Ward in top form. Yeah, yeah. And then he said, no, wait, I I drank too much in the 90s, didn't I? There was this one thing called the red-haired tumbler in Malaya, <laughs> which at first I thought was actually an insult against me. But then I Googled it, and it's a real thing. It's the debut film of teen heartthrob, teen heartthrob hopeful Corey Fellino. Unfortunately, drugs and fast living end his career. So the red-haired tumbler in Malaya is an action movie genre and love Malaysia, which aired, that's, this is Google Translate, <laughs> and love Malaysia, which aired in 1994. The film was directed by Eddie Pack. Yes, and it starred Corey Fellino and I'm Corey Felino. Have you seen it? Yes, I have seen it. I, I was in it. You're Corey Felino? <laughs> I'm Corey Felino. Why are you Corey Felino? I had a stage name for like five years, for like three or four years or something. You just blow my mind. <laughs> and um, You're not red-haired. And uh, No, no, I bleached my hair. And by the way, nah, it's not the debut movie. The debut movie of Corey Felino was Opera Sicha Gajanai. <laughs> Get your facts right. <laughs> It was he so that was a Corey, sick burn. Corey, I didn't realize it was a sick burn. It was a sick burn. That's why I retweeted it. Corey Felino is only a two movie guy. Which was the two movies? Operasi Chikaj Nine Redhead Tumblr. He never did. Any, he never appeared after that. <laughs> he never appeared in anything after that. You heard it here first, folks. People know this shit. Well, I've heard it here first. This is blowing <laughs> my fucking mind. You're Corey Felino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre. Yeah. Gavin is Corey Felino. That's the title of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to have a band with Feldman and Haim. We are going to call ourselves Felino and the Corey Clark. Where did you call the Corey Felino? <laughs> it was a combination of me and the director. It's a long story. I mean, it was it, the whole thing was fucking retarded. I regret every moment of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of the episode. I, I regret, regret every, every moment. moment of it. Um, over, back over on Facebook, Chris Higgs, a uh, friend of the show, also said Deadman. Deadman, yes. Uh, a very, very... Uh, sadly neglected Jim Jamorst movie with a uh, soundtrack by um, Ry Cooter oh was it Ry Cooter I thought um, Keep On Rocking the Free World was involved as well oh was it I thought it, was, it was Johnny Depp right yeah, yeah it was Johnny Depp it was, like a, it was a weird western I could be wrong actually check check that I just assumed that every fucking modern day western is scored by Ry Cooter because <laughs> you know uh, meanwhile over on Facebook again um, Jody Sophia uh, or as I call her, and um, she said, "Little Women, 1994, and How to Make an American Quilt, 1995. It could just be that I had a Winona Ryder crush, but still to this day, I love these two. I have always had a Winona Ryder crush, um, and I don't remember Little Women that well. The main thing I remember about Little Women is that it starred a pre-super intense Christian Bale. Really? Yeah, yeah. When Christian Bale didn't mind doing a romantic comedy, and it was also Kirsten Dunst was in it as well. Yes, right? yes, yes. But she's the one who dies. I. You know, I mean, it was kind of like, like the who's who of upcoming female talent at the time. Yeah, totally. Um, how I Made an American Quilt. This but the, is the, the joke with Little Women was the joke about the, the friends, right? Mm. Where, like, Joey would put The Shining in the fridge when it got too scary. And he had, yeah. to, put, he had to put Little Women in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the funny thing about... She's how really to, sick! The funny thing about How to Make an American Quilt is that I saw this movie on an airplane and cried my eyes out. Really? 
But that's normal. It's not, it's not Nicholas Sparks, is it? No, 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 no. But it's close. No, but it had a great cast. It had a great cast. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was one of those movies that just kind of. There was this period in the '90s where there were a lot of these sort of middle of the road movies coming out that didn't really. They weren't. They didn't really make much of it. They were kind of middling. Yeah. And How to Make an American Quilt was one of those movies. It, well, they it, were trying to be Steel Magnolias, right? They were. Yeah, they were trying to be Steel Magnolias, and it came out. And it just, it had middling reviews. Yeah, and Neil Young recorded the soundtrack by improvising. Neil Young, it. that's right. Yeah. Fuck, Neil Young, that's right. Sorry, sorry. Who, Donald Trump used his Keep on Rocking the Free World without permission. Again. Let's not, let's not bring the fucking Donald into this. Sorry. Well, but the Donald was so upset, he could barely contain flinging his feces. <laughs> that's Bill Maher, not me. <laughs> um, but... No, I mean, how to make an American... Yeah, crying on a plane is like, you've had a few whiskeys, there's not an awful lot of oxygen. There, there have been tons of movies I've seen on planes where I'm just like, this movie's great. And then I watch them again. <laughs> not so great. And not so great. And How to Make an American Quilt is one of those movies that I've only seen on a plane. And I enjoyed it on the plane. Quilts on the plane. Quilts on a plane. Get these motherfucking quilts off this motherfucking plane! Get these motherfucking quilts off this motherfucking plane! So, Tini Kasamuri on, twi on Twitter, uh, at Tini Kasamuri, uh, mistakenly said Twilight Zone. That was 993. 83. 83, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but they said, my bad, try the legend of 1900, which is a very well-regarded Tim... Um, Tim Roth performance. Tim Roth performance, yeah. where he's and, got, he and plays neither, piano on a ship. He's, he's born on the ship line. Yeah. Um, and he becomes a piano player, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he can't leave because he's not got citizenship anywhere yes, in the world. Yes, and you know what? Neither one of us have seen this. No, uh, but uh, both of us are aware of its very goodness. Yes, yes. And it's, it's, I it's actually, on the list. I actually own this film. <laughs> like, I have a copy of this movie. On DVD? On DVD, nice. And um, it was it was a gift, and I haven't seen it. Response response number ten comes in from God No Joe at Twitter yeah. at God No Joe. Uh, you've got mail, but reunion never quite delivered, but still happy it happened. Nine ninety eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I like. You've got mail. I like you've got mail. Have you? Oh, God. No, no, I, I, I like it. it. I like it. I got through Sleepless in Seattle, but there was not. I was not. You, I was having no truck with you've got mail. You, but you don't like Sleepless in Seattle? It's okay. It's a fucking classic. The kid's annoying. It's a classic. Kid's annoying. It's a classic. That kid, that kid needs a fucking <laughs> firm hand. Most Calling radio stations. Fucking, you know how much that costs? Most kids need a firm hand. And this kid, more so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking his dad up with dates. Oh, come on. That scene where they're arguing, where, where they're talking about, you know, where Rita Wilson's fucking crying over an affair. And you've got mail? No, no, no. In Sleepers in oh. Seattle. And then, and then uh, Tom Hanks and fucking Victor Garber, they, they start talking about... You know, the Dirty Dozen, and they start crying over that. <laughs> no, Sleepers in Seattle is a great movie. I totally agree with you, Joe. Um, it was not the reunion that you wanted, that you wanted, but it was a very sweet movie. It and wasn't Terminator 2. It wasn't Terminator 2. <laughs> but then again, what is? You know what? I'd love to see Tom Hanks play a Terminator. Yes! But hey, he was in that Carly Rae Jepsen video. He'll do fucking anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but Joe, He I really, 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 really loves Carly Rae Jepsen, apparently. But Joe, I, I totally get where you're coming from. You've got mail. I it was not sleepless in Seattle too. No, but I still enjoyed it. And this is where the podcast is going to go completely off the rails because this is where we get to Ian and Gavin's lists. I'm not going to talk a whole lot about my choices. I'm just going to list them out. Okay, you, you do one, then I'll do one. All right, okay. My first one is Murder in the First, 1991. Who's in that? Murder in the First was um, okay. Like if you imagine that Shawshank Redemption is the prison movie that got all the press. Yeah. Murder in the First was the prison movie that got zero press. Well, I've heard of it. I can't, I can't picture it. It's based in Alcatraz, and it's about a court case of uh, Henry Young, played by Kevin Bacon. And he's being defended by Christian Slater. 
and the warden of Alcatraz is Gary Oldman. Okay. Uh, it's directed by Mark Rocco, and this was the last good film he directed. The last film he directed before Mur Murder in the First was Dream a Little Dream with Corey Feldman and Corey Haynes. The magic glasses. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's a car. No, no, there's no magic car. Oh. No, 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 the, no, that's License to Drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, License to Drive, there was no magic anything. That no, was no. just a No, I didn't say no magic, I said just car. Yeah, yeah, uh, But Murder in the First, basically Kevin Bacon plays Henry Young, who is thrown in jail for uh, stealing a piece of bread to feed his sister. And um, he's in Alcatraz, and while he's in Alcatraz, someone gets shifted, someone gets stabbed. And, um, Shiv. Shiv, sorry. Not shifted. Shiv. This is the Irish word for kissing. Yes, all right. Someone gets <laughs> he gets, shivved. He gets, he gets massively shifted. He, he, <laughs> he gets shivved. Someone gets shivved, and Henry Young is blamed for it, and he's basically put on... Death uh, row. Not, not death row, but he's just like... He, Ma he, Supermax. Yeah, and uh, he's, he's, been, he's put in solitary confinement all the time. Ah. And um, Not good. his case gets reopened, and Christian, ba Christian Slater is defending him. And... It is a beautiful film, but it has an amazing, severely ignored Kevin Bacon performance. Oh. Kevin Bacon as Henry Young, like, he should have been Oscar nominated for this movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. On my, first on my list is Idle Hands. <laughs> Devin Sawa's best performance. Remember, like, Devin Sawa was in everything? Yes. And then he what just... What was the other one? Was the, uh, Final Destination. Final Destination. And the... Fi the, the what always fucked me over about the sequels to Final Destination is the first one had a sense of humor. Sorry, I touched your bush. Yeah. <laughs> when he figured out what was going on and how death was stalking them and he's hiding in his shed yeah. and there's like weird things with like the, the, he accidentally knocks over a fishing rod that sets forth this whole Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah, and yeah. at the ending of that, one of the guys who was the, <laughs> the quarterback from Dawson's Creek Oh yeah, Kurt Smith. Yeah, like he gets fucked by a sign and a no or a bus. Like someone gets yeah, killed yeah, 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 yeah. at the very end. It's like, oh, it's not over. It's and not like over. that was that was great. But fucking Idle Hands is the Evil Dead for the nineties. He's got a he's got a hand that all he does was nothing with it. He just smokes pot. It's got a great Seth Green performance. Seth Green. Yeah, Seth Green. Seth Green and the other guy who's since turned. And up it's in also the chicken. It is a pre-fame Jessica Alba. Yes, and she looks really hot as a little red devil. Yeah. Oh, she's the, she's the angel. Yeah. Her slutty friend was the devil who got cut, caught by the, 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 the fan in the aircon. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. The guy, the fat guy who was Seth Green's stoner friend has turned up on other things since. He's since become big. I can't remember why though. But it's, it's a great fucking, like, he's got two stoner zombie friends. His hand is on the rampage. He cuts the fucker off, puts it in the microwave. It's fucking genius. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Back to you. Okay. Um, next on my list is uh, Breakdown from 1990. Oh, that's a good movie. Kurt Russell, motherfucker. Yeah, and it has kind of been forgotten. Yeah, that has definitely. That has been forgotten. This is a classic Kurt Russell movie. Uh, 1997. It's a movie called Breakdown. And the story is simple as shit. It's a guy cross country with his wife. They, they run out of gas. Or, in the or, wrong fucking town. Yeah. JT Walsh is in that town. Never stop in a town with JT Walsh. And JT Walsh trucker picks up the wife to get gas and never brings the wife back. No, he, he he leaves her to go get gas. And then he comes back and she's gone, right? Something like that. Something, there's something about a big dude in a big truck drives yes, off. Yes, yes, yes. And, um, I mean, this is a white-knuckle thriller. I mean, this was tense. I remember seeing this movie um, uh, before it came out. I was one of the – I went to a test screening. Oh, well. I went to a test screening, and... When you were living in California, when I was eh? living in California, eh? And, um... Dalton Henson, eh? It's foggy. 
Foggy! <laughs> that's why I have hands. That's Foggy! Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Uh, but anyway, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, breakdown. When I when I saw it with the test screening, I remember right at the end when when Kurt Russell comes face to face with JT Walsh and he's got a shotgun and someone in the front row screamed, "Kill the motherfucker!" Because <laughs> <laughs> it gets you. It really gets it's you. It's tense as fuck. It's really tense, and it's an amazing uh, central performance by Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell is brilliant in it. Yeah. So like before Soldier fucked him over for a while. I love Soldier. I, I know, but it didn't do well. It did. It didn't do well. I didn't do well. But anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, that's 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 my that's my second pick from the nineties. Keeping my theme with idle hands, I'm gonna go for two hands. Okay. The one that got um, the Joker, Heat Ledger. Heat Ledger the, on, the, yeah. on the stage. This was an Aussie film with Abby Cornish, right? Was Abby Cornish? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Brian Brown's in it. <laughs> of course he is. It's Australian. He's got to be in it. It's part of the. It's part of their. You you want tax breaks? You get Brian Brown. And uh, this is a fucking great crime drama where. The movie starts with him digging away out of his grave, right? He's mm -hmm. digging his way up through the Earth's crust. It's so fucking good. It's just a really good, gritty Australian crime drama about long hair and Heath Ledger. No, like, no, no, no. It's Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. Ah. It, it's not Abby Cornish. And it's just like he gets in over his head and shit goes wrong. But And it's like two hands. What are you going to do with your two hands? Yeah. It's so fucking good. I'd forgotten about it until just after this afternoon, but it was one of those VHS classics. So a lot of these are what we would, they were, these were all VHS classics. Yeah. These were all where, there, there were, these were the summers where we could, my mates would hang out, we'd hang out, we'd uh, go to our local VHS, which was awful, and we would just work through every, like I think we saw every fucking movie they had there. Between Decoy with Peter Weller, which is fucking awful. Never watched that. Oh, no, 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 that's terrible. It's yeah. awful. Yeah, it's they horrible. spend the whole movie going over here and then they come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is very similar to Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> they spend the whole movie going over there, and then they come back. Yeah, you still didn't see Fury Road. You haven't seen it, right? No, I still haven't seen it. No. Fuck you, man. This is like this, these are movies you would love. Why are you not going? Yes, I know, I know, I know, I know. Back to you. Okay, back to me. All right, my next pick from the '90s is a movie called um, Jacob's Ladder. Oh yes, Jacob's Ladder. It's a Tim. I've not seen it. You haven't seen it. I've <laughs> not seen it. It's. Uh, I want, that's one I need to know. I need. I need to be in the right mood for. Uh, Tim Robbins plays Jacob. Yep. It's a, it's an Adrian Lyne film. Adrian Lyne directed Fatal Attraction. He directed uh, fucking uh, Unfaithful, um, Nine and a Half Weeks. Yeah. Uh, and Jacob's Ladder is essentially about this guy who is he's a Vietnam vet who is now a postman. Uh, but it's PTSD the movie, right? Hmm? It's PTSD the movie. I'm not sure. I'm, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Like, yes. No, don't go to spoilers. I know there's things about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is very much about post-traumatic stress disorder for, for, from from the war, but the way that it's done, it's very much done in the style of a horror film. Yeah. It's written by Bruce Joel Rubin, who uh, who also wrote Ghost oh. and My Life. Uh, Those ghosts from Ghost were freaky. The, like the, the yeah, yeah, evil yeah, black yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Nightmares but, for days. But the thing about this movie, it, it's it's a cycle. It's the kind of horror film that doesn't really get made now because now horror films are all about jump scares and. It was a Japanese horror movie before there were Japanese horror yes, movies. Yes, yes, exactly right. It was a Japanese horror movie before there were Japanese horror movies. That's the best way I can describe it. If you haven't seen this movie, watch it because a lot of people have kind of forgotten this movie. Yeah. And this movie is also the film debut of Macaulay Culkin. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, next I'm going to go with Suicide Kings. <laughs> yeah, this is a good film. It's a very good <laughs> film. This is a, this is a film where Christopher, I think we mentioned the podcast before, Christopher Walken spends the whole movie tied to a chair yeah. and he's still fucking terrified. Yeah. You can hang your clothes in me, Christopher Walken closet. Yeah. 
Oh, that's lame. This is a story where uh, they get bad. They get uh, Jay Moore's in it, I think, as well. And the guy who played who's the guy? The guy who's Henry in the big, Thomas. Henry, Henry Thomas. Uh, the guy from uh, Roseanne. The Sean, Sean Patrick Flannery, the young Indiana Jones. The kid from um, the guy from the Big Bang Theory. Oh yeah, jo- Johnny Galecki. He's Johnny in Galecki, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Johnny Galecki's a, a fucking. He's a fucking idiot in it. It's great. And it's like... A lot of people forget how many movies Johnny Galecki's actually yeah, been in. No, he's like, good. Yeah, yeah. But, so this movie is like... They're, they need to... They're, uh, I think it's... Um, Thomas is... What, Elliot, what's his name? Uh, Henry Thomas. Henry Thomas is in debt. I think it's yeah, his yeah, debt. Yeah. And to pay it off, they're going to kidnap this fucking gangster. Yeah, and they yeah, fuck yeah. it up repeatedly. They fuck it up. Seth Green's in it as well, right? Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Seth Green's and in they it. like cut off a bit of his finger, I think it is. And he spends the whole time tied to a chair. And he's just fucking terrifying. And he works his way through their fucking psychological, each person. He fucks them all. Yeah. And it's got a great fucking ending. Yeah. And this was, this was back in the day when... Um, a Two friends of mine lived in a house just off uh, was it Parnell Square, I think it was, or I can't remember the name of the place. But we would go out on a Wednesday night. You go on a Wednesday night. We're not going to fucking lectures the following day. Engineering, you got 40 hours of fucking lectures a week. You got a fucking daytime job. But we get fucked. We go to these guys' house. Self and this other guy, Sean, we sleep on the floor because we're not getting the bus home. Yeah. We get the following day. We ain't going to fucking college. We ain't doing anything. We're fucking destroyed. Yeah. Well, what we, we, what we are doing <laughs> is walking the five minutes it takes to get to the video shop with the spar beside it where we get breakfast rolls and we go in and we pick a video and we go to the counter and the guy behind the counter says, we don't want that. Seriously, this we had this dude, he's like, go get Suicide Kings. <laughs> he made us put the replacement killers back and we got Suicide Kings and we was happy as shit. The replacement killers is definitely a forgotten 90s movie. Yeah, but for reasons. For reasons, yeah. But Suicide Kings, we were like, that guy knows his shit. Yeah, and he did that repeatedly for us. We walk in like the Walking Fucking Dead, like, and he's like, "Here, guys, try this one." And then we would watch it. Well, we watched the Teletubbies first to reacclimatize ourselves to reality. Jesus Christ! <laughs> hey, it was the first run, and we would watch that. That would get us mostly ready to go talk to people, and then we go over order our, our breakfast rolls and our uh, movie. We probably shouldn't go through our entire list because we yeah, I think it's gonna take forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so give me another one. All right, the uh, next one for me is um, fucking Bringing Out the Dead. Oh, really? 1999. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a forgotten Scorsese film. A lot of people forget that Scorsese... It wasn't very well received when it came out. It wasn't, but it's a great film. Yeah. It's uh, Martin Scorsese directing. It's got Nicolas Cage, fucking John Goodman as the, the fucking... They're the... They're the... Was it, it's, it's, what's that movie with... Uh, is it Weaver and Bill Cosby or something? Jugs and Speed? They drive out an ambulance? Like it's an ambulance thing. Yeah, it's an ambulance movie. Yeah. yeah, but it's like the people who work the graveyard shift. Yeah, and the fucked up shit that they see. There is a movie called Something Jugs and Speed. I haven't seen that. And it's like a '70s version of the same thing. Right. Yeah, but if you haven't seen this movie, go see it. It's got you know Patricia Arquette. This is the movie they they fucking hooked up on. Yeah, hooked up on, and um, it's Nick a Cage. it's a great film. I'm just gonna list out some of my stuff. No, I'm gonna go next. Um, things to do in Denver when you're dead. I love this movie. Treat Williams. Boat drinks. Treat Williams. Treat Williams. I am Godzilla. You are Tokyo. Shotgun blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That moment will live forever. Mm-hmm. Um, just fucking fantastic. Yeah. And again, that, I think it was another uh, video shop recommendation. Yeah. No, no, we no, fucking loved it. It's a great film. And it's a tension throughout it because... Um, Things to do in Denver when you're dead was one of those movies that came out in the wake of Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Like, there, were, there were a whole bunch of Tarantino impersonators. Like Killing Zoe, which I still haven't watched. And uh, yeah, it's a great film. And uh, Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead was directed by Gary Fletter. Oh. Um, and it is a great film. It's got a great cast. Andy Garcia, Christopher Lloyd. Andy Garcia is the one. That's the one. Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia is fucked. 
Christopher no matter Walken, what he does. Christopher Walken is in this as well. Of course he is. Um, and Fuck, when was the King of New York out? Uh, that was 80s. Yeah, that was 80s. That was like 88, 89, yeah. something like that. Um, William Forsythe's in this. Um, fucking, yeah, Treat Williams, Bill Nunn, Steve Buscemi. Great, great cast. Yeah. Jack it, Warden. It, it's the 90s Avengers. Jack Warden. And these guys, they always, every time they, like, they're sort of greeting to each other is boat drinks. Yeah. The boat drinks, because it's like that fantasy of like, you know, hey, once all this is over, we'll be on a yacht and drinking drinks. Yeah. Boat drinks. Boat drinks. So every time they hang out with each other, it's like, every time they say goodbye, it's like boat drinks. All right. All right. You run through your list and then I'll finish it one. All right. My, my list is uh, Last Action Hero, 1993. <laughs> of course. Judgment Night, 1993. Uh, River Runs Through It, 1992. Strange yeah. Days, 95. Grand Canyon, 91. Bowfinger, 99. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have forgotten Bowfinger. Mm. Um, Unlawful Entry, 1992. Who's that? Kurt Russell, Ray Liotta, and Madeline Stowe. Oh. Uh, the Shadow, 1994. The Shadow, the... the, the Alec Baldwin. The Shadow Nose. Yeah. yeah, with his fake nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, people vs. Larry Flint, 1996. Yeah. Um, Primal Fear, also 96. Mm -hmm. LA Confidential, 97. A lot of people have forgotten that. I don't think I've been, uh, A lot of people... Other People's Money, 1991. Uh, Threesome, 1994. Other People's Money was the sequel kind of to... No. no, no, no! It wasn't a sequel. It was a, it was a follow-up. It was, it was kind of. It was based on a play. Oh. Dan, Danny DeVito and Gregory. Peck. Yeah, but it was kind of putting. It was, it was billed as the people, the sequel to Ordinary People or something. That was the other one. No, 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 no! It wasn't. No, oh. no, you're thinking Evening Star and oh, okay. fucking Tears of Endearment. No, other people's money was uh, uh, Danny DeVito as this, uh, you know, like a stock share fucking, you know, yeah. just liquidating companies. Yeah. And he's got this amazing monologue. He's like, I love money. I love money more than I love the things that it can buy. Does that surprise you? <laughs> you know, and, it's, and he's just like, you know, it's like money. You know, it's like it, it, it don't, it, it don't care, it don't care if I'm nice or not. It doesn't care if I'm, if I'm, you know, fat or not. It doesn't care which god I pray to. There are only three things in this world which come with that unconditional acceptance: dogs, donuts, and money. <laughs> only money is better. Yeah. You know why? Because it don't make you fat. And it doesn't poop all over the living room floor. <laughs> There's only one thing I like better: other people's money. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's 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 a great movie. Joe versus the volcano, 1990. Ah! Cable Guy, 1996. I knew you'd like that. Time Cop, 1994. Oh no, that one I can get on board with. <laughs> No, I mean, there's so many. They had the weirdest time travel device ever. Like, if you fuck it up, you go into a wall. Why didn't you just remove the wall? No, I mean, like, I, I, I love these movies. I mean... Is that, jo is that Joel... And, and even... Ron he, Silver. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ron and, Silver's slimy as fuck in yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah. And even The Hunt for Red October, 1990. Mm. You know, I, I mean, think that's not being forgotten. No, no, no. The thing about Hunt for Red October is that as far as Jack Ryan movies are concerned... It's, it's not a Jack Ryan movie. It's kind of been forgotten yeah. because it's not a typical Jack Ryan movie. Yeah. And it is one of those weird things when... when and, and, and also, um, Harrison Ford took it over after that. Yeah, you know, when you think about the Jack Ryan series, you don't really think of Hunt for Red October. Uh, mm. uh, the hymn to October. Let them sing. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen Montana. The breach scene in that's awesome. I don't oh, know yeah. they have the model or something like that where the fucking thing just breaches the fucking surface, the submarine. That's yeah. awesome. I believe he intends to defend. Yes. <laughs> because he will crazy Ivan the next hour, but he will do it properly. Yeah. So. <laughs> and he fucking guessed! <laughs> you shit, Ryan. That's my list. Next one. Oh, is it? Oh. Well, I mean, there's tons. Yeah. To cap it, Hudson Hawk, 1991. Yeah. To cap it, go. Go. 
Yeah, go, go one of the best part. soundtrack movies of all fucking time. Yeah, no, the no. Magic Carpet Ride remix. It got some fast Bat Boy Slim in there. It's got Sir, uh, Sarah Polly, Sarah Polly, Katie Holmes, Jay Moore. Jay Moore. No, yeah, it's it's an mm. amazing film. Who's the drug dealer guy? It's uh, Ray, it's Waylon, Waylon, it's fucking Justified guy. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Intense drug dealer dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I only just realized that. Holy shit. But that movie has, it's just like, there's a point where a guy is so high, a cat starts talking to him in subtitles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm going to kill you all. No, no, it's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's great. And it's got, who is it? It's not Pacey. Who's the guy? Who's the, it's uh, Party of Five. Party of Five and Jay Moore as like gay lovers who are trying yeah. to hide it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so fucking good. Oh, and it's also got a, a nice uh, William Fickner performance as well. That's right. With, William uh, Fickner. With, with, with Krakowski. What's her that's name? That's right, that's right, that's right. What's her first name? The girl from... Um, the crazy one from Annie McBeal, Jane Krakowski. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Where yeah, they yeah. bring the guys over and the whole time they're, they're going to sell them Amway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. If you haven't seen Go. Watch Go. Go. And buy the soundtrack. Yes. For a it's, number of... It's the follow-up film to Swingers from Doug Liman. Yeah. yeah. Liman. Doug Liman. Doug Liman. 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 Doug Liman. 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 <laughs> He's French. It's, it's like the Jewish Bruce Lee. <laughs> starring Bruce Lehman. Yeah. When we watched that movie for... I think it was the Millennium, the party. The, the party track was the Go soundtrack. You mm-hmm. skip two songs. Can't remember what they were right now. There's two songs you skip. Magic Party Ride, Magic Carpet Ride, the remix of that. It's fucking genius. And that is our 90s list. Thank you for listening. If you want to send us your 90s lists, if we want to do this again, <laughs> um, it's podcast. I mean, oh, we have emails. We have emails. We still have emails, people. So... Before we get to the email, there's actually two I just want to say. Basketball, 98. Basketball, yeah. <laughs> Genius. I, I still have somewhere a no, no, Minnesota no, no, no. Breers fucking t-shirt. I, I do have a soft spot for this movie. And the other one is Nick of Time. Nick of Time, yeah. This this was this was a John Badham movie. John Badham was the guy who directed Grease. He directed The Hard Way. He directed Short Circuit. And I saw um, a great joke on Twitter recently. It was like, oh, this is the day. That, you know, because at the end of Grease, uh, Sandy and... Yeah. What's his name? Danny. Danny. Like, they fly, the car flies at the end, right? What? Does it? Like, the car kind of takes off at the end. Like, the camera's in the back, and it kind of drives, and they're going to go into the air a bit. I, I don't remember that. That's kind of thing. And someone tweeted, with all the Back to the Future tweets, but this is the day that Marty McFly arrived, and it's not, it's October. Someone said, like, oh, and this is the day that Danny and Sandy would have flown into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great fucking tweet. But Nick of Time was, I think it was the first movie to try and do a movie in real, real time. time. Yeah, no, it yeah, was. Yeah. And Christopher Walken's in it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny Depp, Christopher Walken, that's right. I, I was looking through lists of like underrated movies, and someone said about how Johnny Depp looked like he's trying to simultaneously shit and vomit at the same time when he's trying to deal with this crap. Because yeah, yeah. it is in real time. He's got like, it's not 60 minutes, right? Something. He's got like 30 minutes to kill someone, otherwise yeah. they're going to kill his daughter, right? It's a little bit more than 30 minutes. I can't remember the exact time. Yeah. Like, the, the movie itself was just under 90 minutes. And it's all shot in real time. Yeah. It's 24 before 24. Yeah. And it's it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we have an email. We okay. have an email. If you want to email us in, it's podcast at mcyappenfries.com. It's podcast at mcyappenfries.com. So Action Girl says, Hi, guys. Okay, it's just a hypothetical, so don't get your panties in a bunch. But if you had to... Which actor's face would you get tattooed on your arm? Oh, Jim sh- Barney. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest. <laughs> uh, 
probably Ted Theodore Logan. Ted Theodore Logan? Yeah. Yeah, you would. You are, as, a, as your Twitter bio says, you are a Keanu Reeves apologist. No, but that's a great character. Yeah, yeah. It's a great character. Are you get, would you get him with the, the face, I, the meme, the meme face, the kind of the one? No, that, no, 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 no. I mean, I'll, like, I'll get, I'll get Ted Theodore Logan before I get fucking Neo or Johnny Utah. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, but you know the photo, you know the meme no, no, photo I know the one of you him mean. looking dumb, like, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probably Ted Theodore Logan. Yeah. Well, I get, you know, Jim Vernon. Actually, you know what? I'd get, no, but it's not an actor's face. What? I was going to get, like, the, the evil robot usses, but that's not an actor's, that's not an actor's face. Uh, it kind of is. It's still them. Yeah. You have to have it. Actually, a t- you know what? I take it back. I'll get George Carlin. Nice. That's a good, that's a good choice. I get George, Car- George Carlin. Hmm. Or I could get Harrison Ford, 1978. 1977 Harrison Ford with shot first and a banner along the bottom. Or I'll get, like, uh, Kurt Russell. Mm. As uh, fucking Wyatt Earp, or Snake Plissken, could be uh, Campbell, um, Jack Burton. No, um, Evil Dead. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. For you? Yeah, yeah. Hail to the King. Hail to the King. Uh, no, I said it as a joke, but the more I think about it, Jim Varney would be a fucking cool. <laughs> it would be a cool. No one, no one would see that shit coming. <laughs> Nobody will see that coming. <laughs> You know no one's getting a Vincent Chase tattoo anytime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to reviews. All right. You do stretch. Then All I'll right. do Minions, then we'll do Terminator Gen- Genesis, and we'll do spoilers at the end of the Terminator Genesis, so we'll tell you when to turn off, if you haven't seen it. All right, okay. So uh, this is a review for Stretch. This movie came out in 2014. It was directed by uh, Joe Carnahan, who directed NARC. He directed uh, The A-Team. The Wild? The Wild, the Wolf movie. With Liam Neeson. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. What was that movie called again? The Wild, right? It wasn't called The Wild. What was it called? I know it wasn't called The Wild. You look, you look that shit up. Check his name. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, this, this movie had a little bit of... Um, a, it had a, a little bit of an issue because it was... The, the release was delayed. I'm not even sure if it got a cinema release. I'm not sure either. I think I think it ended up being... Um, but I followed Joe Carnahan on, on Twitter, and he got a lot of... He retweeted a lot of people saying, like, it's really good. No, I mean, it's a fun film, but i tell you the problem I had with it was... So, the, what, what's the setup first? Okay, the setup is that it's... Okay, Patrick Wilson plays this guy Stretch. He's a limo driver, and he's involved in a traffic accident at the very beginning of the film. And that's the Grey. The that's Grey, cool. that's right. And he meets this chick played by Brooklyn Decker. She was the lead in, the female lead in fucking, uh, bat, you know, Battleship. Okay. You know, she's very hot. Um, not, not necessarily the worst actress in the world. And then she leaves him for... Goes on easy. She leaves him for this fucking quarterback. And yeah. his life's in the shit. And he ends up taking, he ends up, you know, taking this client played by an uncredited Chris... Chris Pine, mm-hmm. who's a fucking oh. who's a fucking lunatic, right. and he's up to his ears in debt. And so Chris Prime, Chris Prime, Chris Pine promises him this tip, which will help settle his debts if he does this favor for him. Yeah. And What's the favor? Well, I mean, that's all I'm going to give away. Oh, I, mean, okay. the, I mean, that. I mean, then the then the whole movie happens. Right. Now the thing with the film is that the movie is very clearly modeled on 1980s action comedy movie. Right. And for the first half of the film, it is very fun. But then after a while, it becomes really tiresome. Oh. And 
You know what? I'm, I'm in the minority. Patrick Wilson is likable. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, I'm in the minority. I've spoken to other people about this movie, and other people clearly enjoy it. Mm. But I found the movie to be bizarrely tiresome. I was watching it, and the movie starts great. Yeah. Like the way the movie starts, it is very, you know, if 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 you're our age and you've grown up watching '80s action comedy cinema, yeah. you will recognize the, the tropes, the, the tropes of it very very early on. And He's a man in a situation you can't get out of. Something like that, you know. And they play that in a world and they where play, a limo driver and can they make play, money. And they play that to their advantage quite a bit, but it loses steam. Oh. It loses steam halfway through, and that's a pity. And by the time it got like about forty-five minutes into the movie, oh, that's uh, that's pretty early to lose steam. Well, I mean, it's not a long film; it's a ninety-minute movie. So you're talking like the fifty percent, the fifty, you know, the fifty yeah, percent, the halfway mark, you know. And it's not to say I. I, I know I just kind of lost interest it because after a while it does kind of it loses sight of what it is mm. and it does kind of fall apart and it's a fun film it, I mean it's even throughout the film you know like even after I lost interest I was still watching and you know it's still turned off I didn't turn it off but, but then again we're genetically disposed not to turn it off right yeah yeah no I mean I didn't turn it off but I did I did go downstairs and make a cup of coffee <laughs> cup of joe yeah, you know, and um, and I no, I didn't dislike the film. I just didn't like it as much at the end as I did at the beginning. Ah, oh, that's pretty. Because the way that it starts, it starts in this really crazy, like the way that they shoot the uh, the the car crash at the beginning, and the way he meets his girlfriend or his his cool. you know, his soon to be ex girlfriend. It gives you the impression that you're in for mayhem. You're in for something much more exciting than what actually follows. Oh, and. I think the the biggest sin the movie commits is that it makes you think the movie's a lot more fun than it actually is. Oh, that's pretty. Because the first half an hour is fun. Is very fun, and then by the time it gets to the fifty minute mark, you're like, okay, a kind. The problem with making a movie based on '80s action comedy cinema is that you've seen the movie before. Yeah. So you're guessing what's gonna happen is is almost a no brainer. I mean, you you know what's gonna happen. You know the girl he's going to finally end up with. Yeah. You know all of these things. Um, you may not know exactly how it's going to happen, but you know it's going to happen. And they don't give you enough stuff in between to make you feel that, oh, wait, no, maybe I've got this movie wrong. Yeah. You know, there's too many familiar things that you've seen before. That or because like, it's based on those 80s movies, they should have done a, a, a hard right turn. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, they should have, yeah. but they don't. Yeah. And they stick to it, and that's both a blessing and a curse. Yeah. You know, if, if you're the kind of moviegoer that's used to trying to guess shit, yeah. you'll, you'll guess it pretty quick. You'll guess it pretty quick. Mm. And unfortunately, I was in a guessing mood, and it <laughs> kind of fucked me up. Because normally I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm, normally I'm quite happy to surrender to a film and not sort of try and see what's coming next. Yeah, yeah. But for some bizarre reason with this, I kept guessing it. And I was two steps ahead of it, which is not a good place to a be. A good place to be. No. All right, it is a good place to be if they then subvert your expectations. That's right. But I'd heard a lot of good things about this film. Yeah, I had, I had same things. Yeah, and, and and like I said, it's not a bad film. I didn't dislike it. I just don't think it lives up to some the of hype. the some of the hype that yeah. some people have been telling me about. Oh, that's a pity. Yeah. So I saw Minions. Yeah. Uh -huh. So you know, the Minions is. I, Part of the genius of the Minions is they just introduced without any kind of fanfare in Despicable Me. Yep. They were just there, and they all had weirdly normal names and grew old Stuart the Fiver. 
Yeah. And that was it. It was like, yeah. it was like, what the, what? Okay, cool. You like, you, you, they were just, what's it called? The presented in, like they exist. That's it. Yes. Don't question it. Mm. Now this movie is slightly an origin story, but it's an origin story that they, they just exist anyway. Uh-huh. To start with. Mm-hmm. And for no reason, they need to find it. I mean, the trailer is the first five minutes of the movie. Right. They always want to find the biggest boss. Right. Now, it's, fa- it's a fantastic um, credit to Pierre Coffin, who is part of the, he's the director. Yeah. But he's also the voice of the minions. Yes. I'm sure some of them, other people are voicing some of the minions, maybe. But it doesn't get old. So this is like the minions and like, you know, the whole bit with the trailer would like to have, you know, they were like hanging out with T-Rexes and Napoleon and all that kind of shit and it went wrong. So they find a little cave, but without a boss to have them, without a boss to serve, they start losing their will to live. Right. So, Stuart, Bob, and Kevin, because they always have the most mundane names ever, Yeah. yeah, yeah. decide to sort this shit out. Yeah. Bob has no fucking clue what's going on. Yeah. And then Kevin accidentally got volunteered and Stuart is the main one. And they go. They end up in uh, New York in the sixties. Okay. Because apparently uh, minions are immortal. So they don't cause Watergate like how we originally wanted them. No, <laughs> unfortunately, no. But they do. You know, I mean, one of the weirdest things in this movie because of the time scale, the mu- the music is like it's the greatest hits of the sixties. Like there's all the Beatles yeah. in that. Like all the, like at one point, and they go to UK. So at one point, like they come up on, under a manhole while the Beatles are walking across. Pick uh, what's it called? The road they walk across with the the zebra crossing. Abbey Lane. Abbey Lane. Yeah. The, cross through that yeah i mean if you're lived in england you will find parts of this weird right. like um they try to hack, hook up with uh, sandra bullock's um character who's um scarlet overkill yeah. who is the best villain of all time right and john ham is almost unrecognizable as the voice of her husband right and but she wants the queen jewels the, the, the crown jewels yeah and it just goes to fucking weird places it's a nonsense movie right but they never get wearing which is a very hard thing to do like they, they, they should be jar jar but I was laughing throughout. There's points where, like, there's a sword and a stone moment, which is not England at yeah, all. Yeah. And Queen Elizabeth, as played by uh, Jennifer Saunders, okay. is a buck-tooth woman who can knock back pints. Right. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, they play with it a lot. And <laughs> near the climax is a key point where one of, the, one of them gets presented with something and says, Termakase. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently they say it, I was corrected on Twitter. They say it twice because it's it, the, the language is a mix of Spanish, French, like whenever the, something we go, ah, poca se, ah, papagena. I was a bella papagena. What do you think is Spanish? I'm not sure. Like there's a mix of real languages in there, and they make it work throughout. So it's complete nonsense. Right. It's not gonna be troubling Pixar anytime soon. Yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. And that's the best you can say. Which is, I mean, that's all you want from a Minions film. You yeah. know you're not going to get anything. No, more. you're not. You're not expecting Schindler's List. No, but I mean, that's what I liked about the Madagascar series. Is uh, I remember reading a, I think it was an Empire review for Madagascar Three, Europe's Most Wanted, yeah. which I think is brilliant. And I think I, I think, think the the apes gambling in Monaco to get the yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, genius. No, I mean, I, I think I think Madagascar Three is sublimely genius. <laughs> Where, I mean, but part of why it's genius, and uh, Empire, whoever did this review in Empire pointed it out, is that DreamWorks is not hunkered down 
by the shit that Pixar is. Yeah. Because Pixar is known for fully rounded characters. Yeah. Pixar, and the third act twist. Pixar is not known for absurdity. Yeah. And it's Whereas, and Pixar is also known for not releasing the movie in Malaysia before the US. Because yeah. oh, fuck that, I didn't get my earlier viewing. Yeah. But but the thing is, is that for with, out. the thing is with DreamWorks, particularly with Madagascar Three. Is They're a little that, bit is that they Is that they embrace the idea of absurd humor. Yeah. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. It yeah. makes zero sense. We're going to fucking do it. Like, you and remember you remember the, the, the trailers for the Minions had, like, you know, it was highlighting, like, Steve uh, Coogan. And yeah, 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 yeah. Steve yeah. Coogan did it for one scene. Yeah. That's it. This, this, kid, this Pierre Coffin guy, yeah. he carries the whole fucking movie because he has to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's him and Scarlett Johansson. Uh, what? No. Scarlett Bullock. Weird. Where'd that come from? Michael Keaton's in this as well, right? Yeah. Who's Briefly. He? Who's he? I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. He, he, no, he, him, himself, they happen upon a, pa- a family of psychopaths. Right. And they get them to VillainCon. Yeah. Which is where, and there's a nice nod to uh, Comic-Con, because they go to VillainCon, which is all the villains hang out, and it's like, oh, go, go to the big, uh, big, big presentation, Hall H. Oh, cool. Yay, Hall H, you were there. Yeah. So it is just, it's goofy fun. They talk gibberish. Bob is delightful. Bob is the idiot one. He's yeah. a teddy. He's just like, oh, Poochie. He's like hanging out with rats because it's cute. And it's just, it's cute as fuck. I really, I laughed. I laughed a lot. Cool. But I'm not sure if it's as good as the speak of me and one and two. I mean, one and two had the, the, the shock factor. Yes, it did. It did. Because you, you don't know what these fucking guys were. Yeah. But when they start doing shit, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, there was a shock value. That, like I said, the moment where Groot says, hey, Stuart, uh, how are you? I'll pay you $5 back next week, okay? You know, it's like, oh, they have names? Where yeah. did they come from? Yeah. And, it's, and, you know, obviously it's 68, so it ties into Groot Origins. Right. I as see. they would say with Marvel. And, uh, so it, we do get to see Groot in, in some form. Yeah. And it's a, it's a nice bit at the end as well. Right, right. Okay. But um, Sandra Bullock has a whale of a time. As I said, John Hamm, you wouldn't recognize his voice if you know it was John Hamm. Yeah. Um, Michael Keaton and the others, they just kind of crop up in bits and pieces. Right. But okay. it's all the minions a lot, and they do not get wearing, and they're funny as fuck. And go watch it. It's fun. All right, cool. Now. Da-dun, dun 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 Issue number one. They did not use the Brad Fidel soundtrack enough in yeah. fucking Terminator Genesis. Their mistake. Yeah. So, story is the story. Kyle Reese. <laughs> Kyle Reese. So Kyle Reese, aka Michael Bean, the one true. Kyle the Reese. one, th- one true. Kyle, Kyle Reese. Reese. Absolutely. So this movie starts in the future. If you know the, ti- the Terminator timeline, robots take us over. Uh, John Connor fight leads the resistance. At some point, a term, when they def- when they're about to defeat Skynet, the evil AI, he sent the AI sends back a Terminator to kill uh, John Connor before he's born. He sends back Kyle Reese, who he knows will ultimately become his father, yeah. to uh, protect his mother. Yeah, that's the original movie. They really had some dirt on James Cameron to get him to uh, uh, um, uh, endorse endorse his film. Yeah. So this movie starts in the future. Kyle Reese is sent back. But instead of poodle-haired uh, waitress uh, uh, Lyndon Hamilton, Hamilton, he finds kick-ass motherfucker uh, Amelia Clark. Yeah. And uh, T-1000 from Terminator 2, the liquid metal Terminator. He's so, now Asian. And he's Asian as well, but he yeah. can be anime. Yeah. But, so, things have changed. Yeah. Yeah, things have changed. Yeah. A fair bit. So, you know, you know keeping it, keep it, we keep it spoiler-free, and then we'll tell you when we go for spoilers. You know what? I mean, this movie was not the fuck up nightmare I expected it to be no but having said that 
The biggest problem with this film is Jai Courtney. Yes. Uh, however, no, no. I mean, like, I hate the casting. Yeah. I no, I like Amelia Clark. No, no, no. I mean, Amelia Clark and Ernie no, no, have no, no, some no, no, chemistry. No, no, no. Even Amelia Clark, I'm like, fuck this. So Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Amelia Clark, Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. I mean, she's she does what she can. She's doing her best. Yeah. But you know what? Fuck the casting. Yeah. The casting just does not work. Look at Michael. I mean, Be- look at 1980s Michael Bean. He's thin. He's rangy. He's grown up in a future where there is no fucking hope. Yeah, they're sure. Courtney. They're sure as shit isn't any fucking gyms. Yes, Jai Courtney looks like he dined on protein shakes for his entire fucking life. Yeah, you know, and also he's the kiss of death. Yeah, I mean Jason Clark as John Connor, he does his best, mm. and out of all of the new casting, he's probably the least offensive. Yeah, you know, but even then, you're like, where's the fucking apes? Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> like every time he pops up, you're like, where's Caesar? Yeah, you know, my wife put it best is like Jason Clark. He was in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, where he got outacted by the apes. <laughs> you know, and, and that's not entirely true, but it's a funny line. Yeah. Now, okay, here's the biggest problem with, with the new Terminator movie. The new Terminator movie goes out of its way to remind you how good the Terminator first two, two were. Because yeah. Terminator 3... In Terminator 3, they introduced the concept that Judgment Day, which is when the AI Skynet nukes humanity, cannot be stopped. It can be postponed. Yeah, but it can't be Whereas this movie starts with, oh no, it was 997. Yeah. Now, the thing is, is that the thing about T3, let's just talk about T3 for a sec. Yeah. Is that T3 is not a patch on T1 and 2. No. However, it is quite a bit of fun. Mm. This movie kind of makes the same mistake Terminator Salvation made, is that... They 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 care so much. They care in inverted commerce. Yeah. They care so much about the mythology that they forget to make the movie fun. No, no. I thought it was the other way. I really thought that like this is what Terminator would be if it was a comedy. No, but that's because just, but that's Jai just Courtney's it. Jai but Cor- that's just it. It's not a comedy, and they're and they. But it comes off as a comedy. And nobody thinks they're making one. That's the problem. But if, it comes off like one, right? Yeah. No, like if they if they had done like a Highlander two thing. Where they're just like, fuck it, we're just here for the paycheck. Like, we don't give a fuck. Then maybe Planet Zeiss. Yeah, maybe. But the thing is, is the the thing is, is that Terminator Genesis. These people seriously believe that this is a mythology to be taken seriously, and it is. However, it's a mythology that should never have been continued. Yes. This is a movie that no one was asking for. No. So if you're going to do it, you really better come up with something better than this. And they, com- and they don't. No, but they do come up with an interesting timeline. And they- No, no. no. I-, I will give them credit for com- trying to do something different. Yes. Because, they because are. there's they a point are. where they say, these characters are now adrift in the timeline. Yeah. Because a thing happens, which means that Kyle Reese and... Uh, it's not a spoiler. Kyle Reese and um, uh, Sarah Connor do not bone in 1984. No. So therefore, the timeline's completely fucked. Yeah. And EW, I'll link this in the, in the show notes. EW did a really good, um, uh, they had a timeline like uh, Doc Brown has in Back to Future 2. Yeah, yeah. And it goes through some things. At the end, we just, can't because if we go back to, uh, yeah, yeah. we'll be coming back to 1985 of oh, this reality. But it culminates in a thing where they've got a whiteboard with like fucking hundreds of post-its on it. At the bottom it says like, how does Stryker meet Wolverine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they embrace the absurdity in that EW yeah, article. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, 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 the
you know, the different, you know, we're, welcome to Weird Vo Weird Weird Warren's video countdown. Yeah. I mean, no, the different timeline aspect of it, I can get behind. Yeah. I can get behind. Because they're consistent but with the that. They are consistent is, with that. But the problem is, is that they do not explain the timelines. And they do not explain, because they're setting up for sequels. And they don't explain why Kyle Reese, who was thin, rangy, cool, intense, is now fucking quarterback lunkhead Jai Courtney, who is consistently fucking stupid. He's really stupid. Yeah. Like every time... And Carl like the jokes are at his expense. Every time Carl Reese opened his mouth... He was saying something retarded. Yeah. Every single time. Although, there's one scene that is nice. Where they're doing the bullets. Yes. That scene is good. No, so, that, and that, that leads... That, that's that a scene, nice scene. That's a nice scene. And that's the thing that leads into... But, Arnie, even, but even that scene went on too fucking long. Yeah. But the thing is, that leads us into... Arnie's good in this movie. Arnie's very good in this movie. He has just the right amount of one-liners. Yes. It's the exact... It, they are like fucking precision-targeted one-liners. No, no, but... But that's just it. That's why I was sad. Is that Arnold is the best thing in this film? Yeah, and he's the he's the so you know, when, he, he, when he's, he, he's the pink icon in the room. What we have to say is that he was sent back to 1973 to save Sarah Connor from a T1000, which, which is never explained who no. sent him no. or why. It's never Seagulls. explained. And yeah, yeah, but I mean, come on. Yeah, I know. Oh, and the other thing, the wait, wait. First of all, so he's an age. He's aged with the franchise so and also there's a time jump where he doesn't go with them and he ages ages to current day Arnold Schwarzenegger and that's a very that's a very clever way to deal with that no 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 I, I like that and I like that and he, he constantly references the line he's old but not obsolete yes however there is a mid credit sequence that undoes the entire third act yes. if their entire job was to kill Skynet yes this one fucking scene destroys that so there's your your whole movie's like why the fuck was this happening well, that one fucking scene is in there for no other reason to other, set up a sequel. other than the fact to set up a sequel. And it's like... Along with the scene with the polymimetic ally that Arnie falls in. Yeah, yeah. You know, but don't do that. I guess we've ventured into spoiler territory. We're doing... Right no, no, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. it. We're, we're calling it, right? So from this point onwards, okay. turn off if you haven't seen the movie. We're going to go full spoilers. Number one, John Connor is a Terminator now. He's a T-3000. So, Matt you, Smith... You don't really give people time to fucking... Sorry, turn off. <laughs> no, but... If you've seen any of the trailers, you know this. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... And the director, Alan Taylor, said we shot it. Uh, the whole point was not to show it. But the fucking marketing got skittish and they fucking showed it. Which was dumb. So, John, Car when Carl Reese travels back in time, um, a, Matt's, a Doctor Who-shaped Terminator, who apparently came from a different timeline. They are playing with different timelines in this movie. Yes, I know they are, but the thing is, is that they're doing all this without explaining it. Without explaining it, and that's the big fucking problem. Like I figured it out, but not no, everyone's I mean, a massive can, fucking. No, you can, you can. I've, I've watched an entire season of Twelve Monkeys. I, I'm, I'm well versed in you know time travel, chronomatic uh, mechanics, but most people won't get this. But there's a thing that happens. He gets, a, he takes them over, and John Connor becomes part human. He basically gets translated into machine. He gets yeah. nanoprobes or whatever. Yeah. And from that point, would have been the coolest reveal of the fucking summer. It would have. If it hadn't been fucking shown in the trailers. Yeah. But, they're now in a timeline where they're adrift, which is an interesting concept. They're like, I bet it's stolen the idea from my time travel movie where a guy goes back and kills his grandfather and is separate from timeline. But this is the whole thing with timelines. It's like, you, you do this idea. Like the, I think the Sarah Connor TV show did this as well, where it's like, it, it was constantly changing. Yeah. But... They just, man, they just like, the fact, Arnie falls, Arnie's beat up as fuck and he falls into a vat of polymimetic alloy. Why? 
so he can turn up in the next movie or if he doesn't want to they can cast another actor and he can just shape shift yeah. yeah that's annoying that's a lazy way out but J.K. Simmons is great in this movie I was going to say, like, he is the best thing in this film. Because he's the guy who witnesses the Terminator's first attack on Kyle Reese in 84, and then he turns up again in 2017. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I mean, uh, J.K. Simmons, aside from Arnold, is the best, best cast. Yeah. And part of the handjob to the original movies is that the Dysons turn up. Yeah. And it's not, um, what's his name? It's not, it's not Joe original. Morton. It's yeah, which is, a por- which is a disappointing, because he's still working. Yeah. No, but the thing it's is... The, it's the guy from Daredevil. No, but... Yeah, yeah. No, but, but the fu- the funny thing is, is that, um, you know, they go out of their way to try and recreate the scenes from the original films. Yeah. And then fuck with it by putting Jay Courtney in it. No, the worst thing is, is that I remember those scenes very well. Yeah. And they're not recreated well. No. Like, from an acting point of view. Mm. And that already just put a bad taste in my mouth. It's like... What, I, did, you, what did you think of computer-generated Ernie? Young Ernie. Because there's a scene where, so basically, when the original Terminator comes back, old Arnie from 73 fights his younger I, self. I, I, thought, I thought some of the moments looked better than others. Mm. You know, the guy who played young Bill, Paul, uh, Bill Paxton was not, no, not good. Not a touch. Not a touch. Not a touch. And that's what I mean, is that it reminds you of scenes that were done better. Yeah. Uh, like, even the guy who, when, when Arnold first goes there, the guy in the dump truck, he's like, what the... What the hell? I, was I, he in the dump truck? Was there? Did you yeah, see the guy in the yeah, first movie? Yeah. I, I thought he disappeared. Yeah, with the cigar. You know, like I remember that. I remember that scene really well, and it was not done as well. Yeah. And that, you know, and and you know, we we, we give we give James Cameron shit every once in a while. Yeah. But James Cameron. Well, we're gonna give him more shit for endorsing this movie. No, but James Cameron, man. I mean, back in the day, I mean, like he was a fucking hard ass, and he got performances out of his actors. He had no even, fucking even, budget for that first movie. Yeah, even scenes just don't work. Yeah. The, it does not look, in like the, because in the original, no, Kyle Reese's falls, right? They don't yeah, do, the, yeah, they don't yeah, ball, yeah, whereas yeah. if they show him falling. Yeah. It's but, like, you don't need to show that. No, but it's not just that. You could have recreated the, the same shot and no, would be fine. No, but this is, this is the, this is the, the major thing that people forget about Terminator is that the first Terminator had no money. Well, had no money. Yeah. It was a grimy, low budget movie. It's the George Lucas effect. Yes. You have and no money. Necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. And now you, and now you, now we see it recreated with gloss. Yeah. And it doesn't work. He takes off the Nike high tops. It does not work. He takes off the Nike high tops. Yeah. You bring them into the future with him. Fuck that. You know, I mean, I didn't hate the film. Yeah. I didn't even dislike it. I, you know, I had... But you were fun, annoyed. I had fun with parts of it. Yeah. But all throughout the movie, I'm just like... Did you see it in IMAX? Yes. There's moments where, like, when he's hiding in the photo booth and the T-1000's arm comes through the thing, I jumped. Like, I genuinely, despite myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. I found myself enjoying parts of it. Yeah, no, I enjoyed Once I realized it was Terminator Remix. Yeah, no, I enjoyed parts of it too. It's like a bad spin-off. But it was just like, it's like, really? And, and what really pisses you off is that there's enough ideas in there that you can, get an, you can get a feeling for how good it could have been. Yeah. And for some, it just, like, I mean, Alan I, Taylor is no fucking James Cameron. But he, I thought the action was good. The action was okay, but the action was all, but but the action was also repetitive. Did you like hate two Terminators throwing themselves? Yeah. And this is another thing that I found really weird about the movie is that these are guys who are constantly on the run, but yet they always have time to stop and have a really long expositional conversation. No, that's bad exposition. That's Basil exposition. I mean, did you? I mean, Benji and uh, Joe went to see it, and they fucking hated it. Oh, a long sure conversation they... with Benji. It's like that helicopter. 
thing was awful. I didn't think the helicopter thing was that bad. The helicopter thing, the problem with the helicopter thing is that it reminded you too much of T2. Mm. I mean, that's the problem with the movie is that it goes out of its way to remind you of, yeah. of better of better Terminator movies. Yeah. And you can't get past that. Yeah. And that's the big problem I have with it. You know, it's like, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. And, you know, it's nice to and see. Anno- but it's annoying. It's annoying. Because you can see, no, but you can see the way they worked within their framework. So that they, they, they've got their new rules of time travel, right? Yeah. And, the casting- and they worked, they worked, no, but they worked with, I mean, you, you've heard my review of Project fucking Almanac, right? Yeah, yeah. It was in fucking consistent, and the flash annoys the fuck out of me when he goes back in time, doesn't find his younger self, and then does it again and sees his younger self or his older self. It's like, no, fuck off. You cannot have your cake and fucking eat it. Your temporal cake and eat it. This movie, they build their new rules and they stay within them, but nothing can save you from the charisma vacuum that is Jai fucking Courtney. No, he's terrible. He's awful. He's terrible. And if you don't believe Kyle Reese... You can't believe anything. You don't believe the relationship with him and, and Sarah Connor. It feels like it's tacked on. It feels like the kid... It feels no, like... I mean, it's like, I want to know what fucking tax rebates were they getting from Australia? Because you got <laughs> Jai Courtney in there who's Australian. You got Jason Clark who's Australian. What the? Is, is he sorry? He's Australian. Know you know, it's like, why does Jay Courtney still fucking get parts? He's worse than Danny Dyer. I would have. Oh, to- that, that, did you read my Star Wars review? No. I said like, who sent them back in time? How does this affect the future? Why does Jay Courtney still get keep getting work after uh, Die Hard Five and I Frankenstein? Fuck this. Yeah. Anyway, he is awful. You know what? I mean, I want the franchise to end here because I'm a Die Hard Arnold fan. Well, the salvation was supposed to be the start of a trilogy, and that died. Yeah, yeah, and that died. This is supposed this to be the start to be of a trilogy, trilogy, and I think this is going to die. However, it's in- not doing well. However, international numbers are very good. Yeah. So it might do a Pacific Rim. Maybe it might, because it's it's already made close to two hundred million dollars worldwide, and it has yet to open in a lot of major international markets. Mm. So if it goes beyond three hundred million in international sales. But it was, it was behind um, Inside Out and Jurassic World and the US yes, bus office. Yes, yes. And Jurassic World's been out three fucking weeks. Yes, four, four weeks. Four weeks. Yeah. Um, I understand. I understand why Jurassic World is, is making the money. So, spoiler-wise, apparently Matt Smith, Doctor Who, came from a parallel... I mean, this is, they're going to parallel universes. Yes. He came from another universe to do shit. And this is another thing. The, the fucking robot, the fucking Terminator, knows how to build a time machine? Yeah. He's reprogrammed. Fuck that. It's stupid. <laughs> but Sarah, no, but Sarah Connor Chronicles did the exact same thing where Summer Glau came back. What they did was uh, the time war was I know, constant. but this is a Terminator yeah, that's yeah. been there since the fucking 70s. Yeah. But you know, but you, you heard about what happened with that show, right? Yes, yes, yes. Where like there were Terminators sent back to the 70s to make sure that Skynet would happen. And there were resistance members sent back at different times. So they actually built the time machine to send them through. I mean, the, the, the only reason why they traveled to 2017 is so they no longer, the set designer no, no longer has to have a hissy fit trying to set dress everything for the 80s. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. Hipster bullshit. It's not a good movie. No. I wanted it to be so much better. I mean, yeah. like, if you want to see an Arnold comeback film, watch Maggie. Yeah. Um, you know, and as an Arnold fan, and I and I am a diehard Arnold fan, I will watch anything this guy does in the cinema. Um, it's not worth your time. But uh, go, I mean, it's a Netflix, it's a Netflix release. Yeah, watch it on video. Or you whatever. know, watch watch it on your TV. You do not need to go to the cinema and, and watch make it sure you you realize going in, this is not the the spiritual sequel to T two that James Cameron wants you to say it is. Yeah, it is 
Terminator remix. Yeah, it is. It's them part. It's around. part remake. It's part remix. It's part redux. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's all over the fucking place. Uh, it has moments. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. You know, but those moments are not. They're fleeting. Are not enough to warrant going to see it on the big screen. If you're if you're a fan. Once of I realized it was shit, I kind of enjoyed it. But the thing kind is, of. I, I kind of went in there knowing it was going to be shit, and and I actually enjoyed the setup. Hmm. I enjoyed the setup. As soon as they traveled back to 1984, that's when it all fell apart for me. Well, I, I was the other way. It's like because they showed you the big Carl Reese summed up in like three fucking sentences in the future, in the previous movie. Whereas they showed you all that shit. They showed did not tell. I mean, it told did not show. Yeah. But so. yeah, Terminator Genesis is not great. Yeah. Anyway, that's that. That's the end of spoilers. That's the end of our show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And the keyword for the end of this show is Spaceman Spiff. Spiff? Ziff. What? Spaceman Spiff? Spaceman Spiff, yeah. yeah. Spaceman Spiff. Is the keyword. Oh, also, happy birthday to Niall if you're, uh, Neil if you're still listening. My cousin. I forgot to mention that earlier. Happy Who birthday. Who emailed us. Happy birthday. Good night. Good night.